the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit matchup in the best league in the state. Now it's time to send it to the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL football. Good evening and welcome inside the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. We're live at Bishop Foley High School for tonight's Catholic League game of the week. It's week number six between the Bishop Foley Ventures and the Pioneers of Riverview, Gabriel Richard. My name is Brendan Johnson, joined alongside Kadarius Flowers tonight. And Kadarius, it's week six of the season. The weather still is nice. We've got some sunshine. And we've got a battle for first place in the intersectional one here on the Patriot tonight. And we got a big one today. Bishop Foley, they are 5-0. and And they've been coming into this season looking incredible. Then on the other side, you've got Gabriel Richard as well, who comes in at 3-2. and two. But, Kadarius, I want to talk about uh, those Bishop Foley ventures, as you mentioned, 5-0 and oh on the season. It's a senior-heavy football team. They currently sit at 2-0 and oh in Catholic League play with wins over Cranbrook and Lutheran North. 3-0 and oh if you count their crossover against Shrine as well in Catholic League play. But taking a look at their schedule, they started off the year against Pontiac with a 57-12 to 12 win on the road. Came home to take on Detroit Pershing, a 47-6 to 6 victory in week number two. Then week three, they played at Shrine. And we'll get into a little bit about the loss of the running back, Jackson Zeter, and um, some adjustments that were going on there. It was a lead that kind of prevailed late but they defeated shrine 35 to 7 on the road in week three which is always you know that's the big rivalry shrine foley um and a big victory for them there they came back home took on cranbrook with an easy 33 to 6 victory Um, and then last week on the road at lutheran north it was lutheran north's homecoming but bishop foley got out of there with a 28 to 21 victory resulting in their 5 and 0 record on the season and um you know, Kadarius, I mentioned it as I'm going through the schedule there. Uh, Jackson Zeter, senior running back for Bishop Foley. And we're going to talk a lot tonight about the senior presence on this team, the experience. A lot of guys that won the prep bowl last year looking to make it two in a row. Um, 
you know, but when you lose your senior running back like that, I mean, Zeter was their number one guy, and uh, that's tough. You, it, it's a hard thing to recover from, and, I mean, you know from playing experience, anytime you lose a key focal point, you know, there's a lot that goes into it from so many different aspects, but uh, it's difficult to overcome. 1,000%. Anytime you lose a big player on your team, that changes the whole aspect of the team. And one big thing, though, is like everyone says, it's next man up. So no matter who gets hurt, the next man has to be up. And with Bishop Foley, they've been able to continuously do the next man up because obviously they're sitting at 5-0 and right now. No doubt about that. And, you know, it's almost like I had Coach Barnes sitting next to me here. Him and I talked on the phone yesterday for a bit, and that was essentially his message. You know, he looked at his guys, and he said the standard doesn't change, the expectation doesn't change, the goals don't change. Um, It sucks. Quite frankly, it sucks, and you feel terrible for the kid. But we have to continue on, and, you know, their goal is to get back to a prep bowl so he can, you know, experience that his senior year even if he can't play in it. But, um you know, I think that's really important. You know, you have to establish that that standard doesn't change, the expectation doesn't change. We still have a job to do. And like you said, we still have a job to do. And as you can see, they started off the season so hot. They're looking to go to that championship. They're looking to win everything this year. And they, they're looking to submit themselves back into we are that team in Michigan. No doubt about that. Well, let's talk about the guy that's took over the running back spot for him in the last couple of weeks. It's senior number 11, Gus Toppy. And just in the last two games, okay, Luther North last week, Cranbrook the week before, total 280 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. He's active in the passing game as well. He was active last week. You know, he had another nine receptions uh, in the air. So for a guy that can step in, and he was, you know, he's originally wide receiver, to slide into the running back spot, run for 180 yards, then catch nine passes for another 70 yards on top of it. When you can get that kind of production, that's what you get when you talk about guys stepping up. And like you said, stepping it up. RGR is going to have to make sure that they can stop him today because he's going to be a big influence on his team, him, and also Adam. Adam is going to also be just as big for that Mm -hmm. team. You mentioned Adam. That's Adam Kidder, number two, uh, a senior as well. 32 receptions on the year, 549 yards, six touchdowns. He's the big play receiver. He's got preferred walk-on um, offers from Michigan State, Eastern Michigan, and Illinois. And Coach Barnes and I were talking yesterday, and he's like, you know, we're going to let the recruiting process play out. And he's just encouraged them to see what continues to come his way, all the impact of the transfer portal and still some of the COVID effect with guys that had extra eligibility. You know, it, it's made recruiting a little funky, and, you know, he's, he's focused on let's win games at Bishop Foley right now. We'll take care of the college stuff later. Um, but there's a reason he has those looks and those kinds of opportunities. This is a big 6'2", good build, wide receiver, gets up. He can catch a jump ball. He's fast. He can get out in open space. And uh, he's a great weapon for Angelo Costanza, who we'll talk about in a second. But you're 100% right, Kadarius. Adam Kidder, he, he's a guy to look for. Then we mentioned the quarterback, number three, the lefty, another senior, Angelo Costanza on the season, 82 for 124, almost 1,300 yards, just a few yards shy of that mark and 15 touchdowns he puts the ball in the air he finds his receivers he's not afraid to make a big throw and that's going to be another thing for gr to watch today and he's also a dual threat quarterback so he can run as well as he can throw the ball so 
not only do you have to worry about keeping him in a pocket, you also can worry about him torching your defense. No doubt about that. Well, we've talked a lot about the home team. We'll talk about the visitors as well, some of their key players and what they may do in effort to help stop that Bishop Foley passing attack. That and more is coming up next here on The Patriot. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Hit the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Mike Gallagher is stunned again. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. Pardon my language. What the hell is she talking about? What is they were doing the Heil Hitler salute to Trump? Is that what Hillary, you're going to have to explain that to me. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. More CHSL pregame show next. Dennis Prager wants the power to the parents. Any movement that seeks to diminish parental authority is authoritarian or totalitarian. In other words, it's toxic. That is what the communists did, it's what the Nazis did, and that's what the left in America does. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell this Saturday for homecoming at Wayne State. Right here on The Patriot. Pre-game show starts at 5.30 p.m. live from Tom Adams Field as the Warriors take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on The Patriot. We welcome you back inside the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. Brendan Johnson alongside Kadarius Flowers. is It's week number six, and we get set for a great intersectional one matchup between the home ventures of Bishop Foley and the visiting pioneers of Riverview, Gabriel Richard. And Kadarius, we talked a lot about the home team in that opening segment. Now let's talk a little bit about the visitors who are wearing the all-white today, and they come in with a 3-2 and two record. And winning back-to-back games, we talked a little bit about it off-air. Likely, whoever wins this game positions themselves to make the prep bowl. Bishop Foley, the defending prep bowl champions, the Pioneers looking to maybe take that over. They've got a tall task today, but a lot of different guys that will be in the mix in effort to try to get that done. And like you said, they're 3-2, and two, but in their last four games, they're 3-1. and one. They've only lost one game, and that was to Carson City. They... Barely lost that, and that was a 23-20 to 20 loss right there. Yeah, no doubt about that in a game which actually GR led a good majority of the way through, and Carson City clawed their way back and uh, was able to kick a field goal to go on top and win with just a minute to go in that contest. But 
we talk about some of the key guys and Bishop Foley is going to throw the football. They're going to look for the big plays, and they can run the ball too. We've seen that with Gus Toppy the last couple of weeks. Gabriel Richard is going to run the football today. They've got several different guys that will get carries. You can look for 23, Aramis Lackey, 34, E.J. Bennett, 21, Joey Calhoun, uh, among some others as well with some speed options, and 12, Nick Sobush, or 18, Chris Viggers. So when you're dynamic and you can run with so many different guys, that's a tough matchup for the Bishop Foley defense. It's also tough to do film on because with so many people touching the ball, you have to worry about different tendencies for different running backs. This running back could be a power back. This running back cannot, like, run into his left side. You know, it's, it's always very interesting when you get to that point. No doubt about that. Then Gabriel Richard as well as a, a mobile quarterback. And senior Nick Wisniewski, 16, uh, he could throw the ball. He'll throw the ball a few times looking to make big plays or chunk plays uh, to get yardage. But, you know, big physical quarterback, big enough to be a running back, could even be a, you know, offensive lineman, just maybe a tight end, athletic, runs well. He had a rushing touchdown last week against Muskegon Heights in a 54 nothing win uh, for Gabriel Richard. But adding him into the mix as well and knowing you have that dual threat option of a quarterback, I talk about another challenge for a defense. 100%, and I think, especially as a former defensive lineman, when you have to go against quarterbacks that can move, that is the worst thing in the world because not only do you have to now pass rush different because you may only have to push the pocket instead of actually pass rushing because if you give a quarterback a chance to just go right up the middle, he's going to make plays for the rest of the game. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, taking a look at the Gabriel Richard schedule, we had the uh, Catholic League game of the week against Grozeal where – GR fell by a final score of 20-7, to but they bounced back with a 28-0 home win against Shrine in week number two. We mentioned the Carson City game week three. They lost 23-20, to but since they've won back-to-back games at Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard. That game was played at Eastern Michigan. It was Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard's homecoming in the last week on the road at Muskegon Heights. So the Pioneers have started to turn the tide a little bit. And you know, we've talked about some of the offensive keys and the skill guys, but there's a couple players in the trenches that make it difficult for other teams. And the most notable is big number 56, Nick DeSanto. Nick DeSanto. And I was speaking to the defensive coordinator for Bishop Foley before the game, and he was saying how, you know, he is a tough player and they're going to have to make some different things to stop him defensively. And then on offense, you know, they're going to, absolutely run behind the 6-3-3-15. So he was saying, you know, we have to make sure that we can defend him the right way because, you know, he is a game changer. Yeah, no question about that. And it's an interesting dynamic for Gabriel Richard. You have some strong physical running backs. You have an anchor in the offensive line like a Nick DeSanto. And they've got another guy, 58, Andrew Foost, who's, you know, no small lineman either. Those two really anchor the efforts down when you've got two strong physical linemen to run behind, it, it, it creates a totally different offensive dynamic that Bishop Foley's going to bring. But I think it's why Gabriel Richard has shown significant growth over the course of the season and the advancement that they've made that we can beat you with five different guys running the football. We've got two strong offensive linemen to anchor down what's a pretty good offensive line in general. When you have that, that's a tough mix to stop especially at the high school level and like you said at the high school level when you have all those different people who can run the ball like I said you have to prepare a total different way because you don't know who's going to get most of the carries because this running back might come in and 
get three carries, and all three of those go for 10 yards apiece. Now you have to more worry about that back than another back coming in. And then, like you said, having an offensive line, that's great for all aspects of the game. Now your quarterback can sit in the pocket and be more secure in where he's throwing the ball. Your running backs are good. Now your receivers can get out and make those plays and sit in coverage and be able to break down a coverage and catch the ball and get first downs. No doubt about that. Well, you know, another thing about Richard, and we've talked a little bit about Foley and their head coach, Coach Brian Barnes, and he's done a great job at his tenure here at Bishop Foley. Gabriel Richard under new leadership this year, head coach Deontay Allen in his first season and nearly an entire new coaching staff. And Coach Allen, a graduate of Orchard Lake St. Mary, so a Catholic League guy, uh, went on to play college football at Florida State for three years and then did a transfer to Ohio State for his final year of eligibility. He's built a coaching staff with a lot of experience, both guys that played at a high level, have coached at a high level, numerous guys that have coached at a college level. He has put together a very high-level staff that has a lot of different experiences, and they bring a, a youthful energy. This is a guy, Kadarius, I'm telling you right now, this is a coach that's going to be talked about throughout the Catholic League, especially if GR gets better. He's going to put this program on notice, and even throughout his own doing, himself on notice as well, because Deontay Allen's done a phenomenal job with this football program. Like you said about having all of those players that played at a high level is similar to what the Detroit Lions did. They went out and they got all of these players that were in the NFL because as a player, you respect the player that's been through the same struggle as you. So you respect the coach that's been to college and played in the college games. So bringing in all of those coaches, that's just going to motivate the players to want to play for the coaches even more. Yeah, no doubt about that. And GRs walking helmets lifted in the air as they walk towards midfield is we're not far from kickoff here at Bishop Foley. Again, it's the ventures of Bishop Foley and the pioneers of Gabriel Richard set to do battle. It's a battle for first place in the intersectional one. It should be a great, great game here tonight. When we get back, we're going to talk about keys for both of these teams and outlook on what each team has to do to get victory, and then we'll have kickoff just shortly after that. But first, we send it to this week in high school sports, powered by the MHSAA. The MHSAA Sportsmanship Summit returns after a three-year pandemic-caused hiatus, and one of the state's best softball pitchers talks about what Title IX means to her. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. Sportsmanship is one of the most important aspects of educational athletics, and along with scholarship, safety, and an appropriate scope, it is one of the MHSAA's four main core values for school sports. Winning is great, but good sportsmanship helps develop habits that can be used well beyond the playing field. To that end, the MHSAA is once again hosting the Sportsmanship Summit Series. This one-day conference is designed for students to learn about sportsmanship and appropriate behavior for student sections. We've been hosting the summit since the late 90s, but this will be the first one since the fall of 2019. Summits will be held on November 7th in Marquette, November 9th in Saginaw, November 14th in Grand Rapids, and November 16th in Ypsilanti. Each site is limited to 225 attendees, so be sure to register now to reserve your space. Registration materials and other information can be found at MHSAA.com. As Grantland Rice once wrote, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. And it's our hope that everyone plays with sportsmanship on their mind. 
Game balls this week go to Sheboygan junior golfer Katie Maybank. She fired an 86 at the Charlevoix Invitational, capturing medalist honors, her first career first place finish. East Jordan took home the team title. Brownstown Woodhaven's Ella Thomas. She had 21 digs in a three-set volleyball win over Allen Park. The win kept the Warriors undefeated in league play, where they are looking to repeat as champs. And a Heartland running back, Joey Mattered. He ran it 15 times for 172 yards and five touchdowns, plus he returned a punt for a score and a 48-20 win over Plymouth. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's assistant director, Brent Rice. We've got a 2-1 soccer game at halftime, and the trailing team is set to kick off the start of the second half. The teams get lined up, and number 11 from the trailing team gives it a healthy boot. It flies, untouched by any other player, and gets past the goalkeeper into the back of the net. They start celebrating, thinking they've tied the game at 2, but should they be? Can a team score directly from kickoff? They can. There are a number of ways soccer teams can score. A goal can be scored directly from kickoff, a corner kick, and a direct free kick. Goals cannot be scored from an indirect free kick or a throw-in. But from a kickoff, count it. Thanks, Brent. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website and register. On June 23, 1972, Title IX was signed into law. In the 50 years since, millions of girls have participated in an MHSAA-sponsored sport, and that number continues to grow every year. We've celebrated their numerous contributions and achievements in a variety of ways the past year, and will continue to do so leading up to the 25th Annual Women in Sports Leadership Conference in October. Today we highlight Macy Ireland. She graduated from Owasso, where she led them to a 2021 Division II softball championship, the school's first state title in any team sport. Ireland earned the Miss Softball Pitching Award for her dominant career in the circle and is a school record-setting swimmer. Macy is continuing her softball career at Kent State. Although it, I didn't personally have to fight my way through, it was kind of like gifted to me, it, was still, it still means a lot that I've been able to be coached from these wonderful women and get a scholarship myself to play in the collegiate level. For more information on the WISL conference or for previous Title IX at 50 spotlights, please check out MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. 
Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. You're listening to the Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. At the Student Connection, we always have believed that every child learns differently. Our professional tutors discover how best to connect with each student and then develop a program to meet the student's individual needs. We offer one-on-one tutoring in all subjects, including high-level math and foreign language. We have one of the best test programs in the area. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. Call 248-326-6034 or visit thestudentconnect.com. That's thestudentconnect.com. More CHSL pregame show next. Hugh Hewitt knows where the blame lies. They brought on this inflation, not Vladimir Putin. They did. They spent $7 trillion. In two years, it was unnecessary. It flooded. We have a worker shortage. We have people who will not work. The splurge of spending, because Joe Biden had dreams of being an FDR in his head. I don't know where they came from. We can't get them out. Boy, that's a nightmare. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot. FM 101.5 and AM 1400. WDTK Detroit. Where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group. An Odyssey station. You're listening to the ninth season of CHSL football on The Patriot. Our game of the week is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and the Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you the most exciting matchup in the best league in the state. Now it's time to send it to the Alliance Catholic Credit Union broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL football. Brendan Johnson and Kadarius Flowers. Kickoff is quickly approaching here at Bishop Foley High School, week six of the Catholic High School Football League Game of the Week. Bishop Foley and Gabriel Richard in a battle for first place in the intersectional one division. And we've got a great, great game on our hands here tonight. Two teams well coached that have had two different seasons. Bishop Foley 5-0 and and uh, playing at their homecoming. This place is packed. They've got a great student section out here. They've got students ready as their big choir will sing the national anthem uh, in about five minutes or so. Meanwhile, Gabriel Richard, 3-2 and two on the season. They started the season with a loss. It was covered right here on the Patriot, but since that loss, they've went 3-1 and one with a very close loss on the road out in Carson City. They've definitely seen some growth advancement and their season turnaround a little bit it has the making to be a really exciting game here tonight Kadarius. and another thing you should mention is in those two losses both of those teams right now are four and one and the teams that they've gotten wins against are now one and four oh and five and oh and five fair enough well you know you look at Grozeal who was the first loss for Gabriel Richard and you know that's a uh, that's the school's in division five definitely a bigger school so 
it's always a competitive game, and GR just playing at a numbers disadvantage, if you will. But on the flip side, you know, then you look at Carson City, another Division Eight opponent, opponent that they felt they could have beat, but they learned a lot in that game, and I think that's what's so important. You know, with the way that that high school football is set up, you can afford one or two losses early in the year, learn from them, get better from them, and still salvage your season. I go back to you know being a deal of sell back in 2014, and we lost three straight games and fell to three and three and the season was going to go one of two ways and we may not get in at five and four so we had to win out found a way to win out went on to win the state championship so you know you can lose some games early find a way to rebound that maybe Gabriel Richard has that potential in them we'll come to find out a lot of it may depend on how they draw in division eight do they go north do they go west and uh, they both present different matchups and challenges um, but I guess as you look at it both of these teams today have a lot to play for. Both of these teams today know that this game will have serious implications on their ability to get to Ford Field. And Kadarius, let's start with Bishop Foley. I know you had some conversations with some of the defensive coaching staff. What's the key? What do they have to do? What are they looking at as we've got to do X, X, X to get this thing done? I spoke to Dan Murphy right before the game, and the two words he said about his defense is intensity and effort. He said he preaches that. That is everything he preaches at practice. And those two words is everything because intensity, you got to keep the intensity up. And then effort is everything. If you don't have effort, you have completely nothing. No doubt about that. And they've got a lot of weapons. We talked about it early, but just remind the listeners here a little bit of what Bishop Foley can do between the passing game and the run game. Well, Angelo Costanza is the superstar on this team with Adam Kidder. But one thing about Angelo Costanzo, he was an all-state safety last year. That's right, a safety. He turned it from a safety into now this great quarterback. He has a 300-yard passing game this year. You wouldn't think that from an all-state safety. And I was speaking to the defensive coordinator before this, and he told me that Anthony played, An- Angelo played quarterback all the way up into seventh grade. And then with him graduated with the quarterback graduated from last year he kind of knew that he was going to step into that role so he trained with the quarterback from last offseason who's now at a division one school playing quarterback fair enough on the flip side in talking with coach allen and gabriel richard the one word is toughness got to be tough and then the other is patient if you're tough and you play hard and you win the battle in the trenches they know they want to run the football then you look on the flip side. Last week they scored on every possession. Muskegon Heights was a team that Gabriel Richard was able to kind of take advantage of. Just like early in the season, Bishop Foley had a game like that between Pershing and uh, Pontiac as well. So, you know, both these schools have had a game like that where you're kind of getting whatever you want. This week's not going to be like that either way. So if you have patience and you have toughness and you win the battle in the trenches, that's what the pioneers are looking at uh, as their keys to victory. But you know, another thing, Bishop Foley right now, they've got a large crowd. Their team's about to run out through a packed student section and their cheer team. They've got the, I guess the smoke going here as well to overtake the crowd. A lot of energy in this place. That's going to be something big for Gabriel Richard to have to, I guess, overcome. It's never easy to play in a hostile environment. Like you said, there's no, there's never a time to play in a hostile environment. But one of the big things I think we haven't said about Bishop Foley is how many points a game they're scoring this year. Right now, they're at 43 points per game. And guess what? They're only giving up eight points a game. 
So that, that's just a testament of how good this defense has been. Rather, even the offense scoring all these points, the defense is only keeping them to under eight points a game. And the most points of the season last year, this year has been 21 points. And that was just last game. So just think of all of the great defense they've played this year. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. And we know that they can hit the big play. Gabriel Richard, 12 interceptions from the secondary on the season. It's going to be a great passing attack from Bishop Foley against the season experience, young but experienced secondary for Gabriel Richard with 12 interceptions on the season. It's going to be toughness. It's going to be intensity. It's going to be patience. It's going to be effort. It's going to be a great, great game. And it's coming up next right here on the Patriot. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. You get better rates, access to free financial education, and personalized service with nearly 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs, a first-rate mobile app, and several convenient locations. You manage your money when you want and how you want. Apply online at AllianceCatholic.com and improve your financial future today. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Hit the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Hi, this is Daryl Wood. You're listening to CHSL Football. See you Monday. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell this Saturday for homecoming at Wayne State right here on the Patriot. Pre-game show starts at 5.30 p.m. live from Tom Adams Field as the Warriors take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot. Charlie Kirk explains what the left really wants. They're big fans of democracy until the people elect the right-wing government, and it's fascist. We have to shut them down. They're not actually fans of consent to the governed or representative government. The playbook is say that we're all for democracy unless the result isn't one we like and then smear the opposition as being neo-fascist. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This is the local news matters, a division of Salem Media Group. Well, it is about time for kickoff here on the Patriot. Brendan Johnson alongside Kadarius Flowers as we get set 
for kickoff between the Ventures of Bishop Foley and the Pioneers of Gabriel Richard. It's week number six of the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit and Odyssey Station. The Pioneers wearing all white today with their burgundy helmet will kick off to the Ventures. The Ventures, the home team, wearing their all-black gold numbering but the black helmet, black uniform, jersey, and pants. Should be a good one here tonight, Kadarius. I'm a fan of this black and yellow. I like how they play black and yellow to start the game out. With the smoke, oh, yeah, that was that was a real cool entrance. Well, this place is packed here tonight. It's homecoming, a couple alumni classes that they have in attendance tonight. This should be good. You're going to get to see that Bishop Foley offense here early. We've talked about the way they can attack on the ground and in the air. It's Lucas Kahn's to kick it off for the Pioneers. And we are officially underway. A little bit of a squib kick. It's bobbled by Bishop Foley. They jump on top of it at about the 37-yard line. Falling on top of it is Nolan Metz, the senior running back, linebacker. And the Ventures will start with it on their own. They'll mark it, I believe, actually at the 38-yard line. Out comes Angelo Costanza. Well, he's that senior quarterback we talked about. Nearly 1,300 pass yards on the season, 15 touchdowns. Playmaker, he'll have trips to the left side. That's the near side for us. Empty backfield. Two receivers split out on the far side as well. So we'll see if Bishop Foley is going to start with throwing. Or Costanza will run a little bit as well. He may even... Look to fake a pass and start with rush yards early, but he'll drop back here on first out. It's a screen pass. Kidder catches it. Pass is caught. He's across midfield. We talked about big plays, Kadarius. He's all the way across midfield. He's across the 30. He's across the 20. And Bishop Foley, one play in, has found the red zone as he is brought down inside the 20-yard line, inside the 10-yard line. Even at first and goal all the way down to the seven-yard line. That was a simple mistake by the defensive line. It came flying up the field. That receiver came right behind him on the screen, caught that pass, and was able to show off his moves. Every game I say, don't give up big plays, and that was the thing that they did on the very first play. Well, snap and handoff here to Gus Toppy goes up the middle. He's going to get maybe a yard. They'll make it second and goal. That was a good stop after having, like, such a big gain on the first play of the game. So Costanza again will line up in the gun. He has Toppy to his left, trips here to the left side, lone receiver out wide on the right side. Bobbled snap, but he has it. He's rolling to his left. He looks, he throws, he has a man. Pass is caught, and it didn't take long for the Ventures to get on the board. It's Drew Malesko, senior receiver with the touchdown grab, and it is 6-0 in favor of Bishop Foley, and we are just 51 seconds in the play. And one thing I really looked at on that play is how the offensive line were moving with him on that rollout. They were with him, they were with him, and he was completely protected, didn't have anybody coming on the backside, neither the front side, and that's why it was such an easy touchdown because he was so protected. Senior kicker Greg Cothran is on to attempt the point after. Snap is bobbled high. He's just going to fall on top of it, so P18 no good. And our score reads 6-0 with 11:09 still to play here in this first quarter, and again, it fits what we were talking about. The Bishop Foley offense can hit big plays. They're going to score points. You're going to have to find a way to stop that. If you're GR, a smart screen to start the game, a lot of energy. They brought heat. 
able to hit the big play, led to six points. And you got to bring the heat on Angelo because you know that he can run. He's a safety. So, you know, he has the speed to be able to get out of that pocket being a safety. So, you know, you have to worry about Adam Kidder. He was able to come right down the line on that screen, and the defensive line just has to be smarter. They have to understand if you get let through on the defensive line, it's probably not good. It's either going to be a trap or it's going to be a screen, and you have to understand that, and you have to know that that's coming. Well, now we'll get a look at the GR offense when we get a kickoff here from Bishop Foley. A little bit of an extended time, it seems, between the uh, the kickoff as finally their kickoff unit will take the field. The Pioneers are out on the field and ready to return this kickoff that they await. GR went with a squib kick, and that's kind of been the go-to for them throughout the season, and they've had some success, a lot of success last week with the squib kick just in terms of even recovering a couple, gaining some field position, trying to avoid that big return. Returners can be very dangerous because most returners are either receivers, running backs. They're people that can get out into the open field. So you always want to keep it away from, especially a really good returner. I'll talk about the squib kicks. We're going to get one here on the other end. Derek Lesko will recover it here for GR. He's spreading the field. He goes out wide left. He got it at the 35. He's going to get positive yardage up across the 40 to about the 44-yard line. So the Pioneers will start similar field position as the Ventures did. We'll see what they can do on offense with still 11.02 to play in the opening quarter and a 6-0 lead for the home Ventures. What do you think they come out here and do on the first play? I think you're going to run the football. That's still the game plan, and you've got a couple big big backs, Aramis Lackey, E.J. Bennett out there, Joey Calhoun, another one. Wing formation here for the Pioneers. It's Wisniewski, the quarterback. We had players jump from both sides, and it's going to be an encroachment here against the Ventures. So five free yards for the Pioneers before they take a snap. That was good, just getting them to draw off sides. That's going to move that ball right up to about midfield. And those are the footballs right on that midfield line. So it'll be first in five. Good opening field position for the Pioneers. This is beautiful opening field position at the 50. See they don't they get no better than this. No doubt about that. So again, that wing formation. Bennett slides from the right to the left side, using him as a lead blocker. Handoff is to Aramis Lackey. He's going to bulldoze his way. For a gain of about four as he's across midfield officially. Down at the 46-yard line. I know you were telling me about E.J. Bennett last night. I, mm-hmm. I see that he is a he's a fairly big kid, man. That's going to be a, probably a big lead blocker for this team all day. E.J., good-sized kid, isn't afraid to take a hit as well. And have the pleasure of coaching E.J. in basketball. He loves to take charges. So, you know, he knows how to take a hit. He'll go out, and I think he'll deliver one, too. So he's definitely someone to watch for, both in the blocking game and the run game. They slide Bennett again in motion. Wisniewski, he'll look back to pass. He's looking deep, and his pass is going to be picked off. Intended target was Drew Everingham, but it's Angelo Costanza who has the interception, and the Ventures are going to get the football back at their own 17-yard line. A touchdown on a first drive, and now you get an interception going back the other way. That's got to be the best way to start off as a player. No doubt about that. So the Ventures are hot. Offense quickly out onto the field. Ten minutes, 11 seconds to play in the opening quarter, and it's been all Bishop Foley so far here at the start. Started with a screen pass on the first play of the game. Put them on first and goal, and a couple plays later, later it was the touchdown pass from 
Costanza to Malesko. Now Costanza with the interception, and now he looks deep again. It's Adam Kenner. He's going to catch it across midfield. He's down at about the 45-yard line into GR territory. That shows you the trust that he has in Adam Kidder. He threw that ball in double coverage. That was a very bold throw, but obviously he has the confidence that Adam Kidder is going to just go up and get it, and he has all that confidence in him as a receiver. So obviously you're, you're going to see that they're going to probably shade somebody to that side. They're not going to probably go one safety deep at all this game. Costanza has the snap from the shotgun here. He rolls right now. He's going to keep it himself. He's up across the 40-yard line. Down to the 39, gain of six on first down. It'll make it second and four. And the venture offense is picking up right where they left off. Nine and 40 to play here in this first quarter. And that was a good slick little run right there. That was able to get the ball up a little bit and have a much more manageable second down. So Costanza again with a man to his right. He's going to roll left, getting pressure on is Foost. He threw the football away, but no whistle down. And they're going to mark that, or they're going to mark it as a fumble or an incomplete pass. Based on the official reaction, the officials look like they're marking that as a fumble. That's going to move them back all the way to the 48-yard line. Big loss on the play. We'll see if the officials discuss any further, but it doesn't appear that they are. That was a smart one on there because they were trying to go right back to another screen. But as you've seen, the, court, the defensive lineman was able to get to the quarterback to stop that at that time. So third down and long. It's 13 to go for the Ventures. Costanza has the snap. He's rolling left. He looks. He throws. He has a man. Pass is caught short of the first down marker. It's close but not there yet. Catching that pass is 13. Mike Labs and Coach Barnes had a lot of great things to say about his senior wide receiver a product of just growth and development. Well, the exact words that he used, senior that has gotten much better in his time to the program, and now is a starter both ways. And I think the one big thing you said is the seniors. They have 19 seniors on this mm-hmm. team, and at the beginning of the year when they put out their roster, they had 30 players. So that tells you how experienced this team is, especially together. So the Ventures are going for it on fourth and fourth. They're taking a shot downfield. They look for Adam Kidder. That pass is incomplete. And the Pioneers are going to get the football back in decent field position. Maybe they get lucky on what that screen pass was called. It was not a completed pass. It was ruled as a fumble. Either way, the Pioneers get a defensive stand, and that's big because the score still sits at 6 nothing with 8 and 25 to play here in this first quarter. We're going to pause for just a moment here on the Patriot. CHSL football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Hit the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Now we're back here at Bishop Foley's. Aramis Lackey gets a first down handoff. He'll run it just to his right for a gain of one. It's going to bring up second down for GR as they're quick to the line. They have it at their own 38. 
It's a handoff. Joey Calhoun, the sophomore. He pushes his way across the 40 up to the 44-yard line. Quickly, the Pioneers are faced with a third down with 7 and 35 to play in the opening quarter as they trail Bishop Foley 6-0. They've been playing good on this drive. Two small gains. They need to hurry up and get this first down. They can't just go and not capitalize on them getting that fourth down. So the Pioneers will come back to the line. Third down, about four to go. Wing formation with Nick Solbush in the backfield and Joey Calhoun as well. Wisniewski back to pass. Looked like a screen pass. He holds it long. He throws over the middle. Interception is dropped. Wisniewski held onto that football looking for an open receiver and threw a pass that nearly was intercepted, but instead looks like GR might punt this football away and try to work the field position. He was obviously looking for Drew Erringham, but I think he just might have threw it over his head a little bit or Drew didn't know that the ball was coming. I'm not very for sure, but it was obvious that he was looking for that receiver because it went right over his head into the safety's hands. That was a really bold dropped pick right there. So Drew Everingham is back to punt here for the Pioneers, has the snap, and the punt is away. Foley calling for a fair catch, and it's bobbled. We'll see who fell on top of it. It looks like the Ventures recovered. Return man is Gus Toppy, and he had it. He bobbled it, but he's able to fall on top of it, so no damage is done. 6-44 and 44 to play here in the opening quarter. And quickly, I'm going to tell you about Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They're a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. If you go to AllianceCatholic.com, open a new account, and you'll get $20. Just tell them you were listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. It really is that simple. You can apply online and handle everything by phone. They have 10 convenient branches to serve you, too. Find everything you need at AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. And it's first down positive yardage for the Ventures as they're up across their own 40-yard line to the 41-yard line. And it's going to be second and maybe a half a yard to go. That was a really slick pass right there. He threw the flare out right there to the running back almost as soon as he got right out of the backfield. Costanza receives the snap. It's a quick pass out left side. Pass is caught. That's 13. Mike Labs. Labs with positive yardages. He's across midfield and all the way down to the GR 40-yard line. That Bishop Foley offense is still rolling. 6.05 to play here in the opening quarter. And again, 6-0 our score in favor of the home team. Big Andrew Foose got his hand up there. I thought he was almost going to block that pass out of there, but he was able to get it to that receiver. And great blocking by that outside receiver for him to spring open all of those yards. Well, we have a timeout here on the field. Just over six minutes to play in the opening corner and a 6 nothing lead for Bishop Foley. We'll see if the offense continues to roll or if the Pioneers after this timeout, Kadarius, are able to really clamp down and make a defensive adjustment. What do you think they're going to do? Well, you got to find a way to stop the big play. Bishop Foley's had a lot of success. And you know what? They've hit the big play, but they've also hit those screen passes. And it's a tough mix to stop because you want to be aggressive. And when you're too aggressive, the screen play works. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you open up that big play. So we'll see what the Pioneers do here. 
We've seen Angelo now target Adam Kidder twice in double coverage. So the defense is really looking at that to try to come up with a pick. Mentioned earlier, GR's 12 interceptions so far on the season. Handoff here to Gus Toppy. He's broken a few tackles. He's up across the 30, down across the 25, up to about the 24-yard line is where they'll say he stepped out of bounds. That was a tough run right there. He got right through that hole, got a couple jukes, and even on that last part of the run, he was able to stiff-arm the guy right off of him to get out of bounds. Clock moving with just under six minutes to go here in the first quarter. Costanza has the shotgun snap. It's a little pitch, and that one's read by the Pioneers. It's going to be a loss of about one. Nick DeSanto tackling Gus Toppy after just catching the little pitch pass. It's going to make it second and 11. And that entire play was really made by Charles Cage. He was able to come up that field with his big hands up, and as soon as they threw that slip pass, it was somebody there right to get that play. Cage, a newer addition to the football team, and wasn't out the beginning of the year, but... Guys were able to convince him to come play after week two as a pass incomplete. Looking for intended target Drew Malesko, broken up by the Pioneers to bring up third down and 11. And that's a good quarterback slash DB right there, isn't it? He was able to break up that yeah. pass. Well, it's third down and 11. The Ventures have it on the GR 25-yard line. Costanza in the shotgun. It's a quick screen pass. Kidder's going to catch it. Kidder breaks one tackle. He's going to be brought down. Positive yardage, not enough for the first down as he's across the 20-yard line and down to the 17. So I'll make it fourth and two, maybe three here for the Ventures, and the offense stays on the field. We see the Ventures are going with very quick plays. They're either going screen or going a lot of short throws. They want to be able to get their athletes out in the open field. Well, hard count here is going to draw the Pioneers offsides, so they won't even have to run a fourth down play. It's five yards and an automatic first down for Bishop Foley. As a defensive lineman, especially on a fourth down, you're always trying to go get to that quarterback, so as soon as he calls that hut, you're thinking that that the ball is snapped, but you always got to have those eyes on the ball. 4-45 to play here in this first quarter. Bishop Foley leads at 6-0. Costanza takes the first down snap. It's a handoff. Gus Toppy. Oh, I take that back. He faked everybody here at the field, and he was able to find Mike Labs on the play-action screen pass. Labs is in for the touchdown, and the Bishop Foley offense is rolling 12-0, awaiting the PAT, and that scoring drive is brought to you by Siena Heights University. It's time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. And that juke that he did after he caught that ball, that was nasty. He just got right into the inside, and he was always, and he was basically in the end zone as he did that juke. So the Ventures are going to go for two, it appears here. They lead 12 nothing, 4 and 40 to play in the first quarter. Handoff, Gus Toppy up the middle, and he got it. 14-0 after converting on the two-point. Bishop Foley leads it with 4-40 still to play here in the opening quarter. Man, that offense has been rolling, Kadarius. 
and it's all led by this this offensive line. The offensive line is really blocking good. They're letting Angelo be able to sit back and throw the ball. And then they're also running the ball just as efficiently. They're running a lot of quick plays, though. They're catching the defense off guard, and they're just getting consistent gains. So the Ventures will come out and kick it off again. We'll see. They went with kind of a squib kick. Wasn't necessarily an outside kick, but a squib kick on the previous kickoff after scoring their first touchdown. We'll see what they elect to do here. This time with a 14-0 lead. Still in quarter number one. For Gabriel Richard, they haven't really been able to establish much on offense. They've ran the football, but the couple times they've thrown either an interception or nearly an interception as the squip kick is away, and E.J. Bennett's going to fall on top of it. So GR will start with the football right around their own 37-yard line, maybe 38, depending where it's spotted. And they have to come out, and they got to get some motion going here because you don't want to go down. 21 zip in the first quarter. You don't want to do that, so they have to come out. They got to get some motion going right here. They have to get some yards. Even if they don't go down the field and score, they need to be able to take some time off the clock because their defense is living on the field right now. No doubt. Well, last year in this game played out at Gabriel Richard. Bishop Foley got off to a hot start in that one, too. They were up 20 to nothing. GR stormed back but did not have enough. Bishop Foley went on to win that game 33-28, but kind of has some deja vu feeling of hot Bishop Foley start. We'll see how the Pioneers respond. Wisniewski out there takes the first down snap. It's a handoff to Joey Calhoun. He breaks it left side. He's got first down yardage and more as he's across midfield into positive territory. They'll mark him down at the 49-yard line of Bishop Foley, and the chains are moving for GR first down. That was a tough run, and like you said, they're going to run the ball all day, so they gave it right to the running back. He was able to keep chugging those feet and get an ex- uh, another couple extra yards because he maybe should have been stopped at about six yards gained, and he was the one that really got those extra four yards to get that first down. So Sobush lines up wide left. More, Tyler Morehouse wide right. Now they bring him in tight to the line. Wing formation, it's a handoff again this time going right side. It's Aramis Lackey. Lackey's got first down yardage as he's up across the 40 and down to the 39-yard line. And the chains will move. Now the near side official showed that the chains move. Far side didn't initially show that. Now has stepped into position to agree. So it's back-to-back first downs for the Pioneers with 3-59 and 59 to play in this first quarter as they trail 14-0 to Bishop Foley. And it's good that they're actually getting some motion here. They're actually getting out here and getting some first down so they can take some time off the clock. This time it's Everingham and Morehouse who lined up wide. Now they come in tight to the line. They send Ritho in motion across the line, and it's a handoff. Joey Calhoun, he might get one, maybe two yards out of it. Positive yardage on first down for the Pioneers. It'll bring up second and eight. I like what this offense is doing. They're bringing both of those receivers down as tight tight ends and getting in a very tight formation. So they can't run the ball right to the outside. They're giving a lot of outside zone, trying to get that running back out to the perimeter. So Richard breaks the huddle again, looking to try and wear down this Bishop Foley defense a little bit. They know they have guys that play both ways. 
maybe wear them down a smidge as that Bishop Foley offense has been hot. Snap taken here by Wisniewski. It's a handoff to Nick Sobush, the speed back. He's up across the 35-yard line down to the 32-yard line. Let's bring up third down and about four here for the Pioneers. Another good run. They've been doing a lot of consistent small gains on this run and on, on this drive. So four yards to go here for Gabriel Richard. Two and a half minutes to play in the opening quarter. That finds Bishop Foley on top, 14-0. Brendan Johnson alongside Kadarius Flowers. Big third down here for GR. Kadarius, you said it. You don't want to find yourself in a position going down three scores. And if you give this football up, which is likely four down territory, but still, if you give this football up and let that Bishop Foley offense go again, you could be in trouble. We got a whistle here. The handoff went to E.J. Bennett, but it's blown dead. It's going to be offsides here against the Ventures. And they needed this right here. That gives them a first down. That was all they needed. So the chains will move. It's a fresh set of down for the Pioneers. You have to know how to use penalties to your advantage, and that's what they have to do right here. This is a bailout for them, so they have to capitalize on this and make sure that this drive ends up in some points. Well, the Pioneers have everybody up on the line. Bennett and Lackey in the backfield. It's a handoff to E.J. Bennett. He has the left edge. He's got at least five, maybe more. So he's up across the 25-yard line. We'll see where they mark him down, but that's a strong first down run from the junior running back. That was a big run by a big man. He was able to throw that first defender off of him right with a stiff arm. And then the second guy came in, and he wasn't able to tackle him by himself. He had to get make sure that it was more than one head to that ball. Second down and six. The Pioneers have it at the 22-yard line. I think we know what they might do here, Kadarius. It's another handoff. Actually, take that back. Nick Wisniewski's going to keep it himself. We knew they were going to run. I guess that's what I was getting at here is he's up in first down territory all the way down to the Bishop Foley 11-yard line. A big game there from the senior quarterback, and that goes back to what we talked about in the pregame. They've got four different guys that they'll run the ball with from the backfield, if not more, but then they also have their quarterback who can keep it himself and get good yardage. He's a big physical back, too. And that surprised me that he had the ball because I thought he definitely handed it off to D.J. Bennett. And I seen that D.J. Bennett didn't have it, and I seen a, the quarterback getting yards for him. Nick Sobush going to get the handoff out to the outside. He needed to break it one more, and he might have had six. Instead, the venture is able to collapse in on it for no gain, maybe even a loss on the play. Alex Borwicks was the guy to get him down there. He was able to get out right to that outside and not let that running back be able to cut up and not have him be able to cut back. And if he would have, he had another guy trailing him, so that was going to be a loss regardless. We have under 20 seconds to play here in this first quarter. We'll see if the Pioneers decide to snap it or take it into the second quarter. Down to 12 seconds, but the Pioneers are lined up. We'll see what they do here. It's second down and 12. Wisniewski takes the snap. He hands it off to Joey Calhoun. Calhoun looking left, has positive yardage across the original line of scrimmage. He'll get down to the 10-yard line as the clock strikes all zeros here for quarter number one. Gabriel Shard's going to have it at the 10-yard line, third down and about nine to go. 
when we get back. It's 14 nothing in favor of the Ventures after one here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. Mike Gallagher is stunned again. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. Pardon my language. What the hell is she talking about? What is they were doing the Heil Hitler salute to Trump? Is that what Hillary, you're going to have to explain that to me. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Stay tuned after tonight's game for the Drive Home Show. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belichick and Josh Rennell this Saturday for homecoming at Wayne State, right here on the Patriot. Pre-game show starts at 5.30 p.m. live from Tom Adams Field as the Warriors take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on the Patriot. Well, on the Patriot now, it's the Catholic League Game of the Week. Gabriel Richard has it to start the second quarter on a third down and nine. They're going to give a handoff to Aramis Lackey as they snap from the Bishop Foley 10. He's up across the five, down to the four, maybe the three-yard line. The Pioneers needed the two-yard line for a first down. And all of these short gains are still good runs. They're able to make the defense still commit, and it's still taking time off of the clock. This has been their longest time of possession drive so far. And you always need time to take off the clock because you don't want your defense on the field the entire game because that really wears down your defense. No doubt about that. Well, early second quarter, it's 14-0 in favor of Bishop Foley. The Pioneers are going for it on fourth down. They have it inside the five. They don't need the end zone for a first down. They've got to get it maybe to the looks like the one-yard line is the marker. Handoff's going to go to E.J. Bennett. He cuts it back up the middle. He is going to get into the end zone, and the Pioneers have gotten their first points of the game with 11.02 to play here in the first quarter, or excuse me, the first half, second quarter. And they really needed that. They really needed to get some points on the board. They could not afford to go down 21-zip, especially by a team like Bishop Foley, who's averaging 43 points a game. You don't want to get into a shootout with a team that's able to average points like that. Well, it's the sophomore Lucas Kahn's on to attempt the extra point here for Gabriel Richard. The snap, the hold, the kick. It's up, and it is no good. Looked like it went wide left. So the score remains 14-6 to in favor of Bishop Foley with 11.02 to play here in this second quarter. And let me tell you, the Patriot, they've created a weekly pick'em contest. You can sign up at PatriotDetroit.com and pick the teams that you think will win each week from our list of CHSL matchups. Pick the most correct games to win weekly prizes or a 43-inch television grand prize at the end of the season. Make your CHSL pick-up selections at PatriotDetroit.com, sponsored by the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. So the Pioneers Touchdown Drive brought to you by Siena Heights University. It's time to discover what the Siena effect can do for you. 14-6. In favor of Bishop Foley, but the Pioneers got on the board and maybe making this 
one still here, Kadarius, as it's still a lot of football left to be played. As we see, it's not going to be a blowout. And that's one thing we were talking about before the game, that this is going to be a good game. This is not going to be a blowout. And a team like Bishop Foley could really get into that very early. So here's an adjustment. Look who's on to take the kickoff for the Pioneers. That's big number 56, Nick DeSanto. He kicked off once last week out of Muskegon Heights, and that was the deepest kickoff that the Pioneers have had all season long. We'll see what he's able to do with the boot here. It's a squib kick again. Going to be, oh, bobbled by the Ventures. Ball is loose, and it looks like the Pioneers may have it. They signal that they do. Squib kick recovered by GR. It was bobbled by the Ventures. Ball came free, and it rolled about four or five yards back towards the Pioneers as they were charging towards it. Put them in a perfect position to recover, and GR is going to start this drive with the football in Bishop Foley, Bishop Foley territory at the 44-yard line. And this is why they do the squib kick. Obviously, you can see that they now got the ball back going back the other way, and they've got the ball over the 50, which is beautiful starting field position. 10 and 54 to play here in the second quarter. Handoff to Wisniewski, or excuse me, snap to Wisniewski. Handoff to Calhoun as he's up across the 40-yard line. Fly came in late. We'll see what the call is here. That was a beautiful block by DJ Bennett. He was right off that edge. He was the lead blocker. He was able to get that. Whoever that defensive line or, or outside linebacker was, he was able to push them on the ground by sheer strength. So it's going to be a penalty here against the Pioneers. So that's going to move them back. Let's see what the penalty was. Let's get I think it might have had to been holding. Anytime a ball comes back, it's probably holding or, bu- or blocking it back. Well, 10 and 45 to play here in this second quarter. So it's first down and long here for the Pioneers. Man in motion is Sobush. Wisniewski's going to keep it. He's going to get those yards that they lost back in more as he's back up across the 45-yard line down to... About the 42-yard line. If you've seen what he was able to do there, he was able to make the defense commit to the jet sweep. They committed to the jet sweep, and he was able to take the ball now and go back the other way because the defensive end was not any longer sitting there waiting for him to have the ball. That's that advantage of having multiple threats to run the football and different formations and different looks at it. Like I said in the the pregame, when you have a lot of different people that carry the ball, you have to do different film on all of these players. You have to know different tendencies and everything else. Well, speaking of a new ball carrier, this looks to be 18, Chris Biggers, who came in motion and has the handoff. He's up across the 40, across the 35, into first down territory as he's brought down at the 30-yard line. A nice run for the sophomore running back there, and the chains are moving here for the Pioneers. Another big run by them, and they're consistently taking time off of this clock. And it was looking like it was going to be scary for a moment, and they were going to get blown out. But now you see that they're commanding this, and they've only thrown the ball one time in this game. So think about that. They've been pounding the rock. Well, that was definitely the game plan, and Coach Allen wasn't shy about 
mentioning that before, and he knows that he has different guys that he can attack on the ground with. As here's Aramis Lackey. Lackey's going to get it right side, breaks a first tackle. He's up across the 25-yard line, a nice powerful run from the senior running back as he's up to the 23-yard line. He'll make it second down and about three to go here for the Pioneers. And I like now how they're using their motions. They had a guy come right to left. They try to make the defense commit to that, and then they're also able to hand the ball off right in the backfield. So I like how they're starting to, to build their offense, and they're not just looking so one-dimensional. No doubt about that. Wisniewski out in the gun. Man to his left is Lackey. He's going to give the handoff to him as he runs just up the middle. He's going to be close to the first down marker, but maybe a yard short. And that tackle was made by Logan Renner. He was able to get right in that backfield and take him down before he could even gain a yard, honestly. So third down and just a yard to go for the Pioneers. They have it at the Bishop Foley 21-yard line. 8-22 to play in the first half. 14-6 is the Bishop Foley advantage, but... The Pioneers are knocking on the door of the red zone and looking to put some more points on the board themselves. And that was that was definitely a false start. That had to have been a false yeah. start. Wisniewski went to the line to make an adjustment and movement from the offensive line is going to push the Pioneers back five. So that makes it third down and six. Moves them back to the 26-yard line. That was a good job by that blitzing linebacker to flinch at the guard. And as the quarterback was going up to the line, he was able to catch him off sides. So let's see what the Pioneers come with here. Third down and six. They have it at the Bishop Foley, 26. Two receivers wide left, two were wide right. Man comes in motion. Wisniewski fakes the handoff, keeps himself, plunges up the middle. He's going to be short of the first down marker. But it looks like he got back to where maybe that original third down mark was, maybe a yard short of it. We'll see where they spot it. That was a big stand by Bishop Foley right there. Sure was. It's going to bring up fourth down and about two, maybe a long two here for the Pioneers. After such a successful drive, what do you choose to do here? I think you got to look to get that ball to the outside. See if it's Wisniewski. We'll see if they hand it off. Maybe use the speed of Joey Calhoun. If I'm betting any money, it's going to be another run play. Oh, we got a flag down. Looks like a sideline infraction against the Pioneers. Maybe it's just a warning. That's their first. And now we're going to have a timeout taken here on the field. It's a big fourth down. Coming up for the Pioneers will be fourth down and two from the Bishop Foley 22. 14-6 is our score in favor of Bishop Foley. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Get the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. 
This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Fourth down and two upcoming here for the Pioneers of Gabriel Richard. They find themselves trailing 14-6 to the home ventures of Bishop Foley here in our Catholic League Game of the Week. 6-44 to play in the first half. The Pioneers have it in Bishop Foley territory at the 22-yard line. Again, fourth down and two. And Kadarius, what are you thinking here if you're the offensive play caller? Your run has been working, so I, I would definitely say run the ball. So I think that's what they're going to do right here. They're going to run a ball. Interesting look here for the Pioneers. It's Nick Sobush, usually the Wildcat quarterback in. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to plunge forward. He's got that first down and maybe a couple extra yards to spare. The chains are moving. We'll see if they spot him down at the 18 or 19, but a nice call from the Pioneers. And that sophomore speed back, wide receiver, able to get the first down with six and a half to play. Here in this opening half. And I like that they went a very different play for that fourth down because it threw the defense off. You didn't know what was going to happen. And you just got a different personnel in there. It's kind of how the drive started, right, with the kickoff from Nick DeSanto. You're expecting it to go deep after what he showed on film last week. He squibs it, and they're able to recover. It's a handoff here on first down, positive yardage, maybe a gain of six for the Pioneers. And even though runs may look short, they're they're team builders, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They're they're able to progress the team. Getting a five yard run, like yeah, it may be only a five yard run, but you get three of those in a row, that's fifteen yards. Now take that a step further. When you have three, four, five different guys doing it and everybody's fresh and excited when they get the football, that's a tough thing to stop. Wisniewski in a wing formation here, he's gonna get the snap and a handoff to Joey Calhoun. Calhoun looks right, cuts it back up the middle. Looks like he may have a first down as he's right at about the 10-yard line. We'll see if they give it to him or not. But a good second down run from Joey Calhoun. They're going to say he's about a yard, maybe a half yard short. Yeah, they signal inches. Just a half yard short for Joey Calhoun. And this is one you wouldn't be surprised to see. Maybe Nick Wisniewski just keeping himself the uh, strong mobile quarterback. 1,000%. You can see him keep it or... Like you said, with a multitude of people that could touch the rock, anybody could be getting it right here. Well, it's now under five minutes to play here in the second quarter. 14-6 in favor of Bishop Foley, but the Pioneers are knocking on the door. Third down and one. Wisniewski will keep it himself, and it's going to be close. He's lunging forward, and it's going to come down to the spot. I don't think he got I that right there. I don't think so either. That's a good stand by Bishop Foley right there. That is a great stand by Bishop Foley. They were able to keep it right at the line of scrimmage. Wisniewski tried to take it himself just up the gut. Fourth down. So we'll see what the Pioneers draw up here. They are going for it. They're not electing to go for three. It's 14-6 here in the second quarter. That's one big thing that I've noticed from high school football to the major leagues. You'll see more teams go for it in fourth down. Wisniewski under center. It's going to be close. I think he may have had the push. He does, yeah. An extra push coming in from the backfield. You have Aramis Lackey and E.J. Bennett, two big, powerful backs coming from behind Wisniewski to give him the extra push. And the Pioneers will move the chains again. And Actually, they'll just set him down. It's first and goal. Though QB sneak, the, the most basic play to run on a fourth and short or a third and short play. 
Four and a half minutes to play here in this opening half. 14-6 with the fresh set of downs here for the Pioneers as it's first and goal from about the eight-yard line. It's Nick Sobush out there for the Pioneers. Looks like he will take the snap. He does. He's going to keep it himself. Went up the middle, tried to cut left, went back, and a cut back to the middle. He's up across the five-yard line, down to the four. Gain of four on first down, second and goal. Jack Hopkins, Hopkins was there on that tackle for that short run right there. So 3-57 and 57 to play here in the second quarter. So the Pioneers will come to the line here, second down, looking to maybe tie this thing up if they're able to convert a two-point conversion or at least cut it to a two-point deficit. It's Wisniewski back out there to take the snap. He has Calhoun to his left and Bennett to his right. Wisniewski fakes the handoff. He's facing pressure, and he's going to be brought down. No! He stays on his feet, fights through the traffic, and he is into the end zone for Gabriel Richard touchdown. And, wow, that was quite a run from the senior quarterback. You talk about a big play. That was a big play. I thought he was definitely going to get sacked there, especially going towards out of bounds. I thought they were maybe even going to push him out of bounds. The fact that he was able to stiff arm them down to the ground and go score, that was a huge play for RGR. They had him in position. looked like that was going to be a five-yard loss, Kadarius. He's going to be down close to the 10-yard line, and you're right. He used the left arm to get a stiff arm down, and he broke it back tight in the sideline, got into the end zone. Six points, and now GR going to go for two and try to tie this thing up with three and 21 to play here in this first half. Wisniewski will line up in the gun with Aramis Lackey to his right. Trips to the far side. That's his right side. Dreveringham, the lone receiver on the left side. Wisniewski going to roll out and throw, and he throws it short of his intended target. So two-point conversion is no good. Score remains 14-12, still in favor of Bishop Foley. Scoring drive brought to you by Siena Heights University. It's time to discover what the Siena effect can do for you. 3 and 21 still to play here in this second quarter. We pause for just a moment here on the Patriot. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Dr. Sebastian Gorka explains simple math. If you increase the cost of a business doing business, well, they just pass it on. Then they say, okay, the product I'm selling is going to be divided by what the government wants from me. So the idea that you're leveling the playing field, it's just utterly fallacious. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weeknights at 11 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Well, we're back here at Bishop Foley, 14-12. The score still in favor of the Ventures, but the Pioneers have scored 12 unanswered as they get set to kick this football off against Nick DeSanto 
on to kick off, and this time the Ventures have a front line ready for a potential squib kick like the last time where the Pioneers were able to recover. He does squib it again. This one bobbled again, and it's loose on the ground, but I think Bishop Foley has it. Haven't seen a signal yet, but it looks like the full offense running on the field. So Bishop Foley able to fall on top of it. But the Pioneers decided to go for that squib kick again. Nearly had success. But instead, it's the Ventures who recovered will have pretty good field position. They are at their own 44 to start this drive. And I think those front linemen have to understand that they're going to squib kick. So they have to make sure that they're not dropping that ball. Because if they drop it, it's going back the other way. And this offense is now, they've got they've caught some fire. Now it's 12-14. It's a very different game than it was at the beginning of the game. Low snap to Angelo Costanza is going to be blown dead. We have a false start here against the offense. They'll push him back five to the 38-yard line. So it'll be first down and 15 here for the Ventures. Costanza will line up in the gun with Toppy to his left. Trips to his right side. That's the near side. It's another screen pass. Adam Kidder on the reception. Antonio Sobush there to make a tackle. Kidder with a stiff arm. He breaks up across midfield. Short of a first down, but nice positive yardage for the Ventures who were faced with a first and long. They nearly get all of it. It's going to be second down and one, maybe two. When Antonio Sobush comes up next time, he has to break down on Adam Kidder because if he was to have gotten there and took him down, that would have been a loss on the play. Instead, now they're very close to getting the first down. Well, maybe not so fast. We have a holding here against the offense. So that's going to bring that football back. It looks like it'll be from the spot of the foul. You can obviously see, see one person that's going to get targeted a lot today, and that's Adam Kidder. But, I mean, it's for good reason. Obviously, he has over 500 yards in five games, so that means over 100 yards a game. So first down and long here from the 31-yard line, excuse me, the 36-yard line for the Ventures, but they're going to get all of it back and more. It's another screen pass. It's Adam Kidder. He's across midfield. He's across the 40. He's across the 35, and he's finally brought down in GR territory at the 31-yard line. And Bishop Foley, that offense has clicked, and it's been the screen passes, but they have continued to work here today, and they're going to keep dialing it up. Man, this kid can fly. He got that ball and literally got right right up the field, almost couldn't get touched by anybody for yards, and the only reason he ended up getting touched was because he tried to cut it back going back the other way. Looked like the spot was down at the 31. They brought it back to about the 33. Costanza has the snap. He's rolling to his right. Passes dropped. Adam Kidder was the intended receiver, but a big hit delivered by Nick Sobush to break that up, and that'll make it second down and 10 here for the Ventures, but they're knocking on the door in GR territory. After the big play, 2-42 and 42 remains here in the second quarter. And as a safety, that's like your dream play right there, to be able to catch a receiver off guard. He caught the ball as soon as he caught it. Nick Sobush was able to bang, get him right down to the ground, make sure he dropped that ball, and that was the second down. Stands a shotgun snap. It's a screen pass to Gus Toppy. He catches it. He's up to the 30-yard line, and that's where he's brought down. Short gain on second down. We'll bring up third down and seven here for the Ventures. This entire offense is based off of these screen passes, these short out routes and stuff like that. And this offense is literally carving them apart with almost the same play every time they come out. 
So Costanza here on third and seven. Hard count. Pioneers don't jump. Now look back to the sideline. Gets a call from the offensive coaching staff. Gus Toppy will move from Costanza's left to his right. Third and seven. He has the shotgun snap. He's looking left. He throws. It's up across the middle. Open man is Malesko, and that pass is caught for a first down inside the 15-yard line. He'll mark him down at the 11-yard line, and it's first and 10 here for the Ventures. When you're that lone safety back there, the quarterback can really get you going with his eyes. He can look at you, and then he can look you off. And I think that's exactly what happened right there because, as you can see, that that receiver was so open. It was only one way he could have did that. He, the quarterback looked him off, and he was able to throw that strike right there. And that's why there was no safety there to be found. So 1-37 to play here in this first half. 14-12 is our score. Bishop Foley has it first down and 10. They'll take it from the 11, uh, where's he at? Maybe the 12-yard line. Big possession here for both of these teams. Gabriel Richard will receive the second-half kickoff. So if you're GR, you'd love to get a stop here and have a chance to take that first possession and maybe gain the lead. If you're Bishop Foley, you know that you got the bonus possession to start the game. You'd love to get some points here, add a little cushion to that halftime lead. And I think Bishop Foley is going to score here on this drive. Well, Costanza's going to give the handoff to Gus Toppy. He might do it on just one play himself. He does a lot of room up the middle, and he's across the goal line for a Bishop Foley touchdown. And like I said right there, I think that they're going to score, and literally right on that same play, it was a straight handoff, and he was able to get right up through that middle, and that's a touchdown. So that makes the score 20-12, to awaiting the PAT with a minute and 32 seconds to play here in this first half. That's a big touchdown from Bishop Foley there, no doubt about it. Especially exiting the quarter with only 132 remaining. And now you put Riverview in a difficult position when most of their offense is working on the running game. The run takes a lot of time off of the clock, so now you have to be very efficient in what you do on this next drive exiting the quarter. Oh, looks like Bishop Foley might have been missing a PAT team member. So they have to burn a timeout here. Again, a minute 32 to play here in this first half. 20 to 12 is the advantage for the home ventures who just scored on the 12-yard touchdown run from Gus Toppy. That scoring drive is brought to you by Siena Heights University. Time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. Ventures are back on the field getting ready to attempt this PAT, and here come the Pioneers as well. So we inch towards halftime. We'll see We'll see what GR likes to do whenever they get this football back, depending on the field position they're in. Do they look to try and get some points themselves or just try to kill that clock and go into halftime limiting the, limiting the damage? Snap is high. PAT is up and good. 21 to 12 in favor of the Ventures. We had to watch that snap. You know, there was the bobbled one early on the first PAT try. Then they went for two on the second touchdown. And on the third touchdown, PAT up and good for the Ventures. Well, now it's been maybe the most interesting or anticipated play of the whole game. These kickoffs, they've all been squib kicks with some momentum-changing plays. 
something to keep an eye on here. Does Bishop Foley try for a quick one? Maybe they even get a muffed kickoff and the football back. That would be quite a turn. And I think they're probably going to go back with it because, like you said, all through this game, we've only seen one kick. We haven't seen any go past 30 yards even maybe so far. I guess we'll see what the Ventures elect to do here. Senior kicker Greg Cothran. Minute and 32 seconds left to play here in this first half. 21-12 is the score in favor of the home Ventures. Here comes Cothran. He kicks it. This one's way deep. Returnable here for the Pioneers, and it's dropped. It's Antonio Sobos who's just going to fall on top of it wisely. About the 23-yard line is where GR will start this drive. I think on that one, he was more focused on getting out for the run than he was on making sure that he secured that ball. And I think that's why he dropped it there. Well, he was wisely able to fall on top of it and limit any damage. So a minute, 29 seconds to play. GR still with time to push this ball down the field should they choose to do so. I think this is probably the biggest drive of the game so far going into the halftime. Oh. Broke the huddle with 10, so they're sending one more onto the field. It's Chris Viggers. He lines up in the slot. Now the Pioneers appear to be ready. They'll send him in motion. He comes in. He gets the handoff. He's going to break it right side. And he's going to be brought down. Looks like he's brought down inbounds. Clock's still moving. Like I said with the run. A lot of time gets put off the clock, so, I, you know, they have to be very aware of what the clock is saying right now. So GR is a no rush here. They're apparently okay with letting that clock wind down and just get into halftime. One minute to go until halftime. That's always better, especially if you don't want to turn over the ball because it's always an opportunity. Anytime the ball goes in the air, it's always an opportunity they can go back the other way. So man in motion here. Wisniewski will hand it off. It's Nick Sobush. Sobush almost able to break it free, but he's brought down at the ankles at the 25-yard line. And now it appears Bishop Foley will take a timeout with 35 seconds to go here in the second quarter. I think with it being third down, that's why he called that timeout. He wants to see if his team can get back the ball maybe somehow. Jack Hopkins, senior defensive lineman, kind of hobbling off for the Ventures. Looks like they may, oh, maybe he's going to stay on. He was limping a bit, but he's still out in the huddle. Looks like maybe he was waving off a substitution. So 35 seconds to go here in this first half. 21-12 is the score in favor of the home Ventures. GR is going to have it third down and maybe five to go. I wonder what they're going to do. If they get the ball back, because they're going to be, it's going to be little to no time. And no timeouts to work with if they do. And I think when it gets to the fourth down, that's probably going to run out the clock anyway. So I'm not understanding really. I think Bishop Foley might have one more timeout. So if they get the stop here, they call timeout, then it would just be the punt. You'd probably be left if you get the stop. You probably are left with 
20 seconds. Time to hit a big play, get to the line. You might you have know, two plays. Clock stops when they move the chains. Adam Kidder coming on that screen. That may be the big play that they need. Well, this is a big third down here for GR. If you get the first down, you're probably just going into halftime. For sure. I think that would be the smartest thing to do. Man in motion is Chris Biggers, and the Pioneers are going to jump. We'll see where looks like it's against GR. The running back jumped. I've seen that. As he was coming on that screen, as he was coming on that motion, before he snapped the ball, I seen a running back flinch, so I know that's who was on. Well, it does run a couple seconds off the clock. It makes it third down and about eight to go now. Here for the Pioneers as that football has moved back to the 20-yard line. 33.3 seconds remain to be exact. Now this makes things a little more interesting, though. If you get this stop, you call that timeout. How much time might Bishop Foley have with the football before halftime? Like you said, I don't think they get more than 15 seconds if they get the ball back. With it being 33 seconds on the clock right now. We just heard that three more seconds actually needs to be added to the clock. I wonder why it would be 36. Or was it 35.2? That's a good memory. It's an added added second to the clock. But that's where they put it, 36 seconds on that clock. That's a good memory because I definitely didn't remember it was at 35. Every once in a while. Well, it's going to be a handoff here. Fake, excuse me. It was Chris Vigors who they faked the handoff to. Wisniewski keeps it. He's brought down. That play is read out. And a timeout called here. See what they set that clock to. He was able to get right in that backfield and make sure that that run couldn't go anywhere. The quarterback tried to keep it for himself. He was able to chase him down right in the backfield, get him down. And now that brings up fourth down. And this timeout means that they're feeling, they're feeling a certain way right now. They might have a chance to make a play here. I think they're going to reset the clock. They'll probably add about four or five seconds to it. We'll reset that clock to 31 seconds. So the Pioneers will get set to punt the football away. Drew Everingham will come on. And if you're GR, you've got confidence in your punter. Need good coverage, avoid a big return. Obviously, if you're Bishop Foley, you'd love to get a big return. But you really you want to get on this, and you don't want to let that ball roll and that clock tick. You want to get on it, even if you've got to call fair catch and down it. Give your offense a chance to make a couple of plays. You see the man that's deep is Adam Ketter, and you know that this guy can move in the open field. So that's one big thing you have to really watch for. If I was the punter, I'm definitely trying to keep it inbound so it bounces, but you also have that risk of letting him return that ball. Right. Well, we'll see where they punt it here. Whistle is blown, which means we can get this snap. From the Pioneers, any moment, it's away. Everingham has it. Punt is away. And it's going to take a good bounce for GR. It's still rolling up near midfield. They're going to let that thing go till they blow it dead. And they do with 21 seconds. That punt takes about 10 seconds off the clock. But really good field position here for Bishop Foley. They're going to have it on the positive side of the field, right at the 48-yard line. 21 seconds 
you have two, maybe three plays, just depending if you catch the ball, do you get out of bounds? The clock stops with the chains moving, so you got time for two, maybe three plays here. The biggest thing you said is getting out of bounds, and that's the biggest key to all of this because if they don't get out of bounds, this drive is going to end after the first play, honestly. Ball man in motion is Adam Kidder. Kidder, it's going to be a wide receiver pass. He gets the handoff. He looks for Drew Malesko. Malesko's caught it. He's brought down inside the 10-yard line. Clock stops at 12 seconds. Big-time play from Bishop Foley. They ran the jet sweep, and then Adam Kidder threw it deep. Malesko was wide open, and now the Ventures are scrambling to the line, but they've got time. 12 seconds, snap, and they're going to clock it. That play is always going to be open because you always think that that running back is going to have a ball. He's going to go to the outside. He's going to run. And especially with who had the ball, you have to honor who had that ball. And they did that, and he was right over the top. And I thought he was going to score. So 12 seconds to work with after they clock it. So you've got to catch this in the end zone or on the sideline if you're Bishop Foley. They're going to throw towards the end zone. we got a flag. Wow. False start against the offense. Even though that didn't count, did you just see that one-hand catch by Adam Ketter? Oh, wow. False start's going to push him back five yards. That was a pretty impressive catch right there. Sure was. Only if that would have counted, right? So that'll move them back right to the 10-yard line. So, again, you got to catch this ball in the end zone on the sideline or with room to get in the end zone if you want to get another playoff here for your Bishop Foley. Costanza will line up in the gun. Two receivers to his right, two to his left. Gus Toppy will line up, split a little wide to his right. Here comes Costanza. It's a low snap. He bobbles, so he's got to quickly recover. He floats it up into the end zone. Ball is bobbled in the air and incomplete. I think it might have, I don't know if that was tipped or if it was off like the back shoulder pad or helmet of a Pioneer. But the clock will stop with 7.3 seconds left. They were looking for Drew Malesko in the end zone after he caught that big pass from Adam Kidder on the wide receiver pass. And honestly, that was probably the best thing to happen because it stopped the clock if he would have, that was definitely the best thing to happen for them right there. So now Malesko will line up wide on that far side. It's Adam Kidder in the slot. Two guys to watch for on the left side. Costanza will line up in the gun with Toppy to his left. The snap, he's looking left. He throws. It's a fade route to the back of the end zone. That ball's up and incomplete. Not catchable there. But 2.4 seconds remain on the clock, which means the Ventures have time to bring out the field goal unit. I think the defense knew where he was going to go with that ball. When he snapped that ball, he immediately looked towards the sideline. He made sure that he was going to be open, and he just threw it. And I think that he has to be very careful on that because defensive players will pick up on the fact that you're keying in on your target, especially them knowing that that's his favorite target already coming into the game. 27-yard field goal attempt coming here for the Ventures. Greg Cothran on to 
attempt the field goal here. Snap is away. It is up. And that kick is no good as the clock strikes zero here at halftime. So the Ventures had great field position, but unable to get any additional points out of it. And 21 to 12 is our halftime score in what was a real good first half. The Ventures went up 14 nothing early. The Pioneers with 12 unanswered themselves, but then the Ventures go back and get seven quick ones to make that score 21 to 12 as we've reached halftime here, Kadarius. And both of these teams have been playing fairly well. RGR has done one thing. They've ran the ball. And you said that before this game, and you're going to continue to say it because they're going to continuously run this ball. They're not getting stopped. And why break something that isn't broken, right? Well, we'll talk a lot about this first half. The Bishop Foley offense, the Gabriel Richard offense kind of coming back. Adjustments that need to be made. Some key players from the first half and more when we get back here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD, G-O-L-D, to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how you could get $10,000 or more in free silver to protect your retirement savings. Gold Co. is the company Sean Hannity and I recommend for gold and silver, and they've helped place nearly $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-G-O-L-D. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. The Michigan Association of Broadcasters award-winning CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot continues next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. When you become a member of Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you have access to great low rates. So, if you're looking to purchase a vehicle, hoping to fix up your home, or needing to consolidate some bills, they have the right loan for you. You can apply online in just minutes, and they'll take care of you like family. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. Again, that's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Halftime here at Bishop Foley. It's homecoming week. Just had a performance from the Bishop Foley dance team, and looks like we have the 
homecoming court coming out. We have some alumni in attendance tonight, so a lot of festivities here as the home ventures are clinching onto a 21-12 halftime lead. Brendan Johnson alongside Kadarius Flowers. And Kadarius, we talked about it right before the halftime break. You saw runs from both teams. It started with Bishop Foley, and that offense was hot. They put up the first 14 points of the game. Gabriel Richard responded. They came back, scored 12, failed to convert on a two-point conversion, which would have, at that point, tied the game. Bishop Foley wasted no time going back down the field, adding seven more points. That's how we find ourselves at this 21-12 game. And I think one huge thing you didn't remember to say was the fact that they got that squib kick. Mm -hmm. And that's what, in reality, got them to go and score those 12 unanswered points. If they wouldn't have gotten that, this score might have been out of hand a little bit. No doubt about that. And uh, You make a great point. I mean, that squib kick totally changed things for the Pioneers. They were able to get that football back. It's what propelled them you know, to score those back-to-back drives. But um, that Bishop Foley offense, when they've been on the field, they've been very difficult to stop. Coach Barnes and his staff have done a really nice job of mixing up the screen plays, keeping the defense honest then hitting those home run plays, and then getting the football back. They have it at their at the GR 48-yard line, um, and they run the jet sweep, wide receiver pass, a great draw, able to get you know over 30 yards on that play and set them up you know, with the first down inside the 15-yard line and a chance to go in and score. They had it inside the 10, then they got the, uh, the false start penalty. Um, but, man, that was a real nice drop and an opportunity for them to score. And the Pioneers stand tall get that stop. But that offense has been very difficult to stop all day uh, for Bishop Foley. And I think it's because of all of the screen plays that they are running. They're running a lot of either stuff to the flare out for the back or they're running a lot of screen stuff. And these screens are going for big chunks of yards, 10 yards, 8 yards, 9 yards. When your offense is moving that fast, it's able to move the ball down the field so quick and so efficiently. No doubt about that. Talking a little bit about the GR offense, we talked about it in the pregame. GR is going to run the football with several different guys, and you've seen Joey Calhoun, Aramis Lackey, EJ Bennett, Nick Sobush, Chris Viggers, and Nick Wisniewski, the quarterback, keeping himself. And that dynamic has also been difficult to stop. It took a minute for GR to establish their run game, but once they did, they did get it going. And they have consistently ran the ball. I don't think I've seen more than five pass plays from them the entire first half. But like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And obviously the run is working to their benefit right now. Well, I think there were three. If you think back to the pass plays, the first was the interception. The second was the dropped interception. And the third was the two-point conversion rollout where it was just left a little short of the intended receiver. Other than that, you're right. It has been a ground attack for GR. It's kept them in the football game. But when you're going against the high-octane offenses we've seen from Bishop Foley, it shows how imperative it's going to be to score on that opening drive if you're Gabriel Richard. Also, from Bishop Foley's perspective, how big it would be to get a stop and give your offense the football back already in a two-possession football game. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. Again, our halftime score, 21-12. We're at halftime now. The homecoming court and all of those festivities going on here at Bishop Foley. We're going to step aside. On the flip side of this break, it's going to be that recap of this week in Michigan High School Sports, which is powered by the MHSAA. When we get back to the field, we'll get Kadarius's keys to the second half 
and the second half kickoff. All of that's what's coming up here on the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Get the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. At the Student Connection, we always have believed that every child learns differently. Our professional tutors discover how best to connect with each student and then develop a program to meet the student's individual needs. We offer one-on-one tutoring in all subjects, including high-level math and foreign language. We have one of the best test programs in the area. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. Call 248-326-6034 or visit thestudentconnect.com. That's thestudentconnect.com. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WBTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell this Saturday for homecoming at Wayne State, right here on The Patriot. Pre-game show starts at 5.30 p.m. live from Tom Adams Field as the Warriors take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Catch Warrior football action all season long, right here on the Patriot. The Halftime Show continues next. Dennis Prager wants the power to the parents. Any movement that seeks to diminish parental authority is authoritarian or totalitarian. In other words, it's toxic. That is what the communists did. It's what the Nazis did. And that's what the left in America does. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The MHSAA Sportsmanship Summit returns after a three-year pandemic-caused hiatus. And one of the state's best softball pitchers talks about what Title IX means to her. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. Sportsmanship is one of the most important aspects of educational athletics. And along with scholarship, safety, and an appropriate scope, it is one of the MHSAA's four main core values for school sports. Winning is great, but good sportsmanship helps develop habits that can be used well beyond the playing field. To that end, the MHSAA is once again hosting the Sportsmanship Summit Series. This one-day conference is designed for students to learn about sportsmanship and appropriate behavior for student sections. We've been hosting the summit since the late 90s, but this will be the first one since the fall of 2019. Summits will be held on November 7th in Marquette, November 9th in Saginaw, November 14th in Grand Rapids, and November 16th in Ypsilanti. Each site is limited to 225 attendees, so be sure to register now to reserve your space. Registration materials and other information can be found at MHSAA.com. As Grantland Rice once wrote, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. And it's our hope that everyone plays with sportsmanship on their mind. Game balls this week go to Sheboygan junior golfer Katie Maybank. 
She fired an 86 at the Charlevoix Invitational, capturing medalist honors, her first career first place finish. East Jordan took home the team title. Brownstown Woodhaven's Ella Thomas. She had 21 digs and a three-set volleyball win over Allen Park. The win kept the Warriors undefeated in league play, where they are looking to repeat as champs. And a Heartland running back, Joey Mattered. He ran it 15 times for 172 yards and five touchdowns, plus he returned a punt for a score and a 48-20 win over Plymouth. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mistudentaid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's assistant director, Brent Rice. We've got a 2-1 soccer game at halftime, and the trailing team is set to kick off the start of the second half. The teams get lined up, and number 11 from the trailing team gives it a healthy boot. It flies, untouched by any other player, and gets past the goalkeeper into the back of the net. They start celebrating, thinking they've tied the game at 2. But should they be? Can a team score directly from kickoff? They can. There are a number of ways soccer teams can score. A goal can be scored directly from kickoff, a corner kick, and a direct free kick. Goals cannot be scored from an indirect free kick or a throw-in. But from a kickoff, count it. Thanks, Brent. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website and register. On June 23, 1972, Title IX was signed into law. In the 50 years since, millions of girls have participated in an MHSAA-sponsored sport, and that number continues to grow every year. We've celebrated their numerous contributions and achievements in a variety of ways the past year, and will continue to do so leading up to the 25th Annual Women in Sports Leadership Conference in October. Today we highlight Macy Ireland. She graduated from Owasso, where she led them to a 2021 Division II softball championship, the school's first state title in any team sport. Ireland earned the Miss Softball Pitching Award for her dominant career in the circle and is a school record-setting swimmer. Macy is continuing her softball career at Kent State. Although it, I didn't personally have to fight my way through, it was kind of like gifted to me, it, was still, it still means a lot that I'm being able to be coached from these wonderful women and get a scholarship myself to play in the collegiate level. For more information on the WISL Conference or for previous Title IX at 50 spotlights, please check out MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. At Siena Heights University, academics means more than a list of majors. Whatever drives your passion, chances are excellent we have a scholarship for it. Cheer on the Saints. Get the high score for your team. Receive applause for your performance. 
Whatever you hope to do, Siena is a great place to start. Explore our academic advantages and get the full effect of a Siena education. Hey, Warrior fans, join Sean Belegian and Josh Rennell this Saturday for homecoming at Wayne State right here on The Patriot. Pre-game show starts at 5.30 p.m. live from Tom Adams Field as the Warriors take on the Northern Michigan Wildcats. Catch Warrior football action all season long right here on The Patriot. Hugh Hewitt knows where the blame lies. They brought on this inflation, not Vladimir Putin. They did. They spent $7 trillion. In two years, it was unnecessary. It flooded in it. We have a worker shortage. We have people who will not work. The splurge of spending, because Joe Biden had dreams of being an FDR in his head. I don't know where they came from. We can't get them out. Boy, that's a nightmare. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. The Halftime Show continues next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This is the CHSL Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Well, we're back here at Bishop Foley High School. Catholic League Game of the Week 21-12 is our halftime score. Bishop Foley leading the visiting Pioneers from Gabriel Richard and Quite an eventful halftime here at Bishop Foley. The homecoming court, their distinguished alumni award. And Bishop Foley just unveiled a new logo as well, seen by the community for the very first time, their new venture logo. So a lot of exciting stuff. And now we have the Pioneers are back on the field starting to warm up. The Ventures have not yet retaken the field. So probably still a few more minutes before we get the second half started. But Kadarius, let's revisit for those that maybe are just joining us. Again, this first half was a 14-0 game at the end of the first quarter in favor of Bishop Foley. The first play of the game was a huge screen pass um, for a gain of over 50 yards, put them in the red zone. They were able to convert for a touchdown just a couple plays later. Then, after scoring on that drive, GR unable to score. Bishop Foley gets it back because of a GR interception. Foley goes up, they score again, they make it 14-0. The Pioneers score the first 12 points of the second quarter, establishing the run game. They're unable, they miss the PAT, they're unable to convert on the two-point conversion after making it 14-12. Then Bishop Foley gets the football back with about three and a half minutes or so to go in that second quarter. 
and they march down the field. They score again. They make it 21-12. The Ventures would get one more crack at scoring in the final minute of the first half, but unable to put points on the board, so the score remains 21-12. But let's start first with the visiting Pioneers. They find themselves trailing. They get the football to start the second half to possession game. Let's talk about this first drive and overall keys to the second half for the Pioneers if they want to make a comeback. Well, they have to keep coming out and running the ball. Obviously, the run is working, so keep going with that. And then defensively, the biggest thing they have to do is they have to stop the the screens. The screens is everything right now. Like, that's where they're getting all of their plays. They're not doing a lot of RPO stuff. A couple runs have gotten them big plays, but the majority of their things have been all off of screen plays or flare-outs to the running back. So I feel like the number one thing you have to do is stop that flare-out and have, like, a corner or a safety over the top of that so as he was getting it, you're able to take him down in the backfield. And they have to break down because, as you've seen, Adam Kidder was able to get to the outside on one of those plays that should have been stopped maybe two yards in the backfield. But he was able to stiff arm, get up the field. They have to really break down on these offensive players because they are really good. If you're Bishop Foley, you know what's worked. The screen passes have worked. The deep ball has worked. They've been able to mix it up. They've been able to execute. It's why they have a 21-12 to 12 lead. Of course, stick to what's working and all that good stuff. But is there anything else the Ventures can do, an adjustment they can make to maybe put them over the top and secure that they hold on to this lead and overall take a homecoming victory today? The only thing I can think of is stopping the run when RGR runs the ball because they're getting a lot of yards, and they're taking a lot of time off the clock there in the second quarter. They took off six minutes with the first drive. A six-minute drive in a 12-minute quarter, that's half the quarter right yep. there. So that there you go, and that's winning the time of possession. They're maybe winning the time of possession right now, but they're down in this game because of the amazing offense that you see out of Bishop Foley. Well, 21-12 is our halftime score. We'll see what adjustments both teams make. And we will have the second half on the flip side of this break. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. With SRN Sports, I'm Andrew Stewart. In the world of sports, the Philadelphia Phillies, Pushed the Atlanta Braves one and a half games behind the NL East leading New York Mets in baseball. Braves got the better part of Braves counterpart Max Fried in Philadelphia's one nothing win over Atlanta. Suarez allowed just five hits while striking out four and picking up the win that improved this record to ten and five. Fried allowed the game's only run in the bottom of the second on a sacrifice fly by Matt Verley. Fried took the loss that dropped this mark to thirteen and seven. Jose Alvarado picked up the save for the Phils who moved within a half game of the Padres for the second National League wildcard spot. Michael Luongo, Philadelphia. Other National League winners, San Francisco, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers. This is SRN Sports. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Stay tuned after tonight's game for the Drive Home Show. 
Dennis Prager here, and the real estate market is hot right now. People are taking advantage of low interest rates and economic uncertainty by investing in real assets. Whether you're a first-time buyer or just looking to make a change, the key to getting the property you want is being pre-qualified with cash in hand. That's why you should contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Andrew and Todd are mortgage bankers. Bankers, not brokers, so their team takes care of you personally from start to finish. In fact, you'll probably speak with either Andrew or Todd directly. Go online and fill out a few simple questions, and they can usually assess your situation right over the phone. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-888-1172, 1172 The second half of the CHSL Game of the Week starts now. Well, it's almost time for kickoff here in the second half between Bishop Foley and Gamer Richard. The Pioneers from Riverview. 21-12 is the lead in favor of the home ventures. And before we get this second half started, it's a reminder that the Patriots has created a weekly pick'em contest. You can sign up at PatriotDetroit.com and pick the teams you think will win each week from our list of CHSL matchups. Pick the most correct games to win weekly prizes or a 43-inch television grand prize at the end of the season. Make your CHSL pick'em selections at PatriotDetroit.com. This is sponsored by the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. Bishop Foley will kick off the football as we get set to start the second half. And Kadarius, we talked about it at halftime. This is about to be a big possession for the Pioneers. First, got to secure the kickoff as it is away, and it will be returnable. But it's bobbled and recovered. The Pioneers going to get positive yardage on the return as they're up across the 35, down to the 38-yard line, and it's going to be good field position couldn't see who that was. I think it might have been Chris Vigors who came up with the kickoff return. That was bold right there. He dropped that, and he was able to pick it up as he still had his speed to run, but that was a very bold thing to do. He dropped that ball. That could have been going back the other way. He played it on a bounce, no doubt about that, and it was a bounce because you're right. It hit him in the hands, bounced on the turf. It came right back to him. And the Pioneers are in that wing formation as we start. It's going to be a handoff. Looks to be Aramis Lackey on first down. Positive yardage for Gabriel Richard. And that second half is officially underway. That was a tough run. Gain of five on first down. I was going to say it was a small run, but like I said in the beginning of the game, all of these four or five-yard runs, those make first downs. So at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. So we're just over 30 seconds into the second half. It's 21-12. Bishop Foley on top if you're just joining us. The Pioneers have it. Here on a second down. Handoff. Taking it back up the guts. Joey Calhoun. He's up near the first down marker. He's winning about a yard short. So he's at the broad out of bounds at the 40 eight-yard line, maybe 47-yard line, check that. He was able to get that ball and get right through the hole, and now they're very close to a first down, and I think they're going to pull out this first down right here. 
like we said, this is a very important drive. This is probably their most important drive of the game so far. Being the first drive of the second half, and they really need to cut that lead down because they don't want to get into a shootout with this team. Well, Jared, driving left to right across your dial, they have it third down and one at their own 47. Joey Calhoun's going to run and break forward for a first down and more as he's into Bishop Foley territory down at the 48-yard line. Good run from the sophomore running back, and this could be uh, trouble. Adam Kidder comes up limping. Looks like he's going to stay on the field, but that ankle definitely bothering him a little bit after that play. I think he may have just rolled it or something right there. If he was able to stay on the field, I don't think it's that serious. First down and 10 for Gabriel Richard as they're into Bishop Foley territory. They have it at the Venture 48-yard line. Wisniewski back to take the snap. He'll send E.J. Bennett in motion from right to left. That's a handoff here. Up the gut, another four, maybe five yards on a power run. Aramis Lackey on the carry that time. They keep taking these runs. That's four or five yards. Like I said, they end up in first down, so it doesn't really matter. This team is true to their game plan. They're going to run the ball, and like you said, they've maybe only thrown the ball three times throughout the whole entire game. And they still have 12 points on the board. Second down and five. Ventures loading up the box here, trying to stop this run game. The Pioneers able to bounce it to the outside a bit. They'll get a first down and maybe just a hair more. Again, it's Aramis Lackey on the carry as he broke it from the up in the middle. Excuse me, cut it out right enough for a first down. Chains are moving as he got across the 40. And down to the Bishop Foley 37-yard line. You can really tell that this team just loves to run a ball. Every time they come out there trying to get into an outside zone or giving it to the running back every time they're trying to let him pick up the yards. And this offensive line has been blocking pretty well the entire game. Under nine minutes to go here in this third quarter of play. 21-12 is the Bishop Foley lead. Gabriel Richard on the opening possession here of the second half. We'll slide Bennett in motion to the right. It's another handoff to Aramis Lackey. Lackey's got room on that right side. He's going to plunge forward for extra yards after the hit. And he's going to get another first down. That's a 12-yard run by Aramis Lackey as he gets all the way up to the 25-yard line. And the chains are moving again here for Gabriel Richard. And once again, like I said, taking time off of the clock, it's already down to 8 minutes and 20-something seconds. So they've already taken four, almost four minutes off the clock in a quarter that's only 12 minutes. So you can tell that this run is really just just grinding the clock out. All the big thing is if you do this, you've got to be able to get some defensive stops. You've got to be able to score here as well. We'll see what Gabriel Richard can do. It's a fresh set of downs. This time it's Aramis Lackey in motion. And it's a handoff to Joey Calhoun. Calhoun runs left, cuts up right, and he's going to be brought down. They're going to give him positive yardage before he's pushed back behind the line of scrimmage. So they'll give him a couple there, make it second down. They These running backs are very tough runners. They're not going down with just one person coming up and trying to hit them. They're chugging their feet every time. And it's getting them extra yards every single time that they run the ball. The fact that these running backs aren't going down on the first person to come up and try to tackle them. Yeah, not on that initial contact. They're getting the extra yards. They're continuing to fight forward. Makes it tough to stop. 
and as a defensive lineman or, or former defensive lineman, those are the running backs you hate going against the most because no matter how you try to grab their legs or whatever, you're, you aren't able to get the, the, the best grip on them to take them down. Seven minutes to go here in this third quarter. The Pioneers still on their opening drive of the second half. It's another handoff to Joey Calhoun. He takes it left, bounces back up the middle. He cuts it back out left. He's got a first down and more as he's up across the 15-yard line, down to about the 13, maybe the 12-yard line, and another nice run from the sophomore running back, and the chains are moving again here for the Pioneers. One thing I really like about GR, they're coming out every time with a lead blocker. And every time that the lead blocker is there, they're following that lead blocker, they're getting up the field, and they're getting positive yards. So they, the defense obviously needs to understand that whatever that lead blocker is going, that's where the ball is going. Well, it's Calhoun and Bennett in the backfield here for the Pioneers. Wisniewski on the hard count now takes a snap. It's a handoff to E.J. Bennett. Bennett trying to bounce it out to the right side. He may have the end zone. He's going to be brought down just short, almost had it. Nice speed there from E.J. Bennett as he was able to break it to the outside. It'll be first down, maybe second down still. Might have needed the two-yard line for a first down. He's going to be short of that. And that was a touchdown-saving tackle right there because he was looking like he was on his way in to go score that ball. And the fact that he was able to stop him right there, that means everything, and that means they're able to live another down. Well, I think it's spotted here at the maybe the four-yard line. He needed the two-yard line for a first down. So it's second and two from the Bishop Foley four-yard line. Wisniewski on the hard count. He'll again hand it to E.J. Bennett. Bennett to the right side. No doubt about it. He's in the end zone that time for a Gabriel Richard touchdown. Big play there from E.J. Bennett. And I'm telling you, this is something to watch. Slow to get up is number two for Bishop Foley, Adam Kidder. And he's continuing to walk it off. But, man, you know that kid's in some pain right now. Yeah, you can see he's going down to touch his ankle. And maybe maybe that's a big spot for RGR right now with maybe the one of the biggest game players going down with an injury. Well, he's going to stay on the field. He appears to be okay, but just he's definitely in some pain, but tough kid. He's going to find a way to fight through it. Gabriel Richard, on the other hand here, they scored 545, or excuse me, 541 to go here in the third quarter. A six-minute and 19-second drive from Gabriel Richard resulting in six points. They're trying to make it eight as they line up to go for two. It's Calhoun and Lackey in the backfield. Nick Wisniewski's going to keep it himself. He's going to bulldoze his way into the end zone. Two-point conversion is good. Bishop Foley still has the lead, but that makes it 21-20. to And we've got ourselves uh, just one-point ball game here. Kadarius, that's exactly what the Pioneers needed to do on that drive. We will see what the Ventures do on their opening drive of the second half when we get back here on the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Dennis Prager wants the power to the parents. Any movement that seeks to diminish parental authority is authoritarian or totalitarian. In other words, it's toxic. That is what the communists did. 
That's what the Nazis did, and that's what the left in America does. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to CHSL Football on The Patriot. Six minutes and 19 seconds come off the clock on that Siena Heights scoring drive by Gabriel Richard. The scoring drive is brought to you by Siena Heights. It's time to discover what the Siena effect can do for you. 5-41 and 41 to play here in the third quarter. 21-20 is the Bishop Foley lead. Gabriel Richard going to kick it off. It's a squib kick falling on top of it for the Ventures on that far side. So they will recover and take over possession. That's Nolan Matz, the senior who falls on top of it. And now here comes this offense that's been going all day. Now we're about to see what they come out in this second half and do. 21-20, 5 minutes, 40 seconds to play here in the third quarter. Bishop Foley on top with the football, and you're right, this, this is big. We'll see if they can respond after the long drive. It's going to be a pass here on first down. That is caught for positive yardage. It's Gus Toppy. He breaks through a couple of tackles. He's going to get across midfield. He's all the way down to the Gabriel Richard 40-yard line. And, yep, that Foley offense is picking up right where it left off. That's a big first down for the Ventures. The swing pass right to the receiver. He goes down for the screen. He's able to get it, get a good block from his outside, pers- his outside receiver, and he's able to get up the field. So first down and 10 from the Gabriel Richard 40-yard line. Costanza in the gun. He gets a handoff, and that's read immediately. Foost and DeSanto in to make the tackle. It's a loss of about four. And you know who that was. That was big Nick DeSanto, the big defensive lineman. We haven't been calling his name a lot today, but you know he's able to take over the game with him being such a big defensive lineman and being able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Well, you haven't said it much, especially with Foley utilizing those screen passes. The ball's been out of Costanza's hands quick, so they haven't really ran much towards DeSanto. They tried to work the football away from him. That time they run it towards him, and well, you see what the result is. So it's second down and 13, maybe 14. Play action pass, ball's loose in the air, and it is picked off! Diving and getting the interception for the Pioneers is Braden Longston. The team in all white is celebrating on the far side. And that is a big time turnover. And Gabriel Richard's going to get the football back. That's a very surprising pick right there. And that's right off the receiver's hands. I think he wasn't expecting that ball so fast. The pressure was getting to Nick a little bit. And he just threw that interception and I was going back the other way big time turnover that's interception number 13 on the season for the Gabriel Richard Pioneers and that was something that coach Allen talked about he said with our secondary you know they're good they've got great receivers they're going to have success throwing the football but we also are going to have some success and they've been able to generate turnovers they generate one there now let's see what Gabriel Richard does with it do they go on another long drive? Do they try to use some clock? It's 21-20 in favor of Bishop Foley, 4-33 to play in the third quarter. Gabriel Richard has the football back. It's Joey Calhoun on a first down run. He's got nice positive yardage as he's up across the 35-yard line. Drive started right on the Gabriel Richard 30. I really, so the, 
So the Ventures went with that swing pass. Sorry. They went with that swing pass. They get the first down. Then they go and they throw the interception after an over six-minute drive from Gabriel Richard. And you might not see the Foley offense on the field for more than just those two plays this entire third quarter unless if the defense can get a stop. Definitely, and with the way that this offense is running the ball, I don't think that they're going to get off the field in the next minute or so. Well, the Ventures say, hey, we're going to give you a run for our money on that as Aramis Lackey gets the second down carry, and he's stuffed maybe a gain of a half a yard as he tried to break it to the outside and unable to get much. A swarm of Ventures able to get in and make that play. So it'll be third down and about four for the pioneers of Gabriel Richard. Three and 23 to play here in this third quarter. Bishop Foley leads at 21-20. This is really an opportunity to make the momentum swing to RGR side. So Wisniewski will line up to take the snap. He's got E.J. Bennett to his left, Joey Calhoun to his right. He's going to give the handoff to Calhoun. Calhoun's got room. He's initially hit. He's going to break forward past the first down marker. Gain of about eight on third down for Joey Calhoun, and those chains are moving with 2-53 and 53 to play here in quarter number three. And that was enough, another tough run. He probably got another three or four yards off of his pure wheel to want to keep running that ball. So be first down and 10 from the Gabriel Richard 43-yard line. Again, the Pioneers are driving left to right across your dial. Fresh set of downs after the big third down run from Joey Calhoun. The Ventures have stacked the box. We'll see it's a handoff here. It's E.J. Bennett. He's trying to work to the outside. Cuts it back up the middle. He's got positive yards and more. He's up across midfield. He's up across the 45. He's going to be brought down at the 41-yard line. E.J. Bennett with a really nice run. And I feel like we've said it a lot for Gabriel Richard in this half. The chains are moving. The chains are moving. The chains are moving. The chains are moving. They gave the ball right to EJ. He was able to cut that ball back, get up the field. And like I said, all of these backs, they're tough runners. It's not They're not going down on first contact. It has to be more than one person. Or they have to get lucky and trip them up or do something. It's Bennett in the backfield again with Joey Calhoun. Wisniewski takes the snap. He's going to keep it after faking the handoff to Calhoun. He sheds one tackle. He gets up across the 35-yard line. Nice play there from the quarterback, Wisniewski, as he's brought down at the 33-yard line, as I believe where he's officially brought down. Clock stops at a minute and 56 seconds. That was a big juke on such a good athlete, Adam Kidder. Looks like we're going to have a holding here against the Pioneers, so that's going to move them back. Takes it right to midfield. So they call holding, which moves the Pioneers back right to midfield. Makes it first down at about 17. They slide a man in motion. That's Antonio Sobush. E.J. Bennett on a misdirection gets the handoff, trying to turn this into positive yards, and he will as he's brought down at the 45-yard line. Big hit there from the Ventures. Try to see he's still down. He took a, It was a collision as he gets up. And on that tackle was number 54, Ethan Connor, Sr. 
senior linebacker. He was a little slow to get up, but he got in and stopped E.J. Bennett from getting more positive yards as it's still second down and 13 to go here for the Pioneers. And like you said, it was a big collision. That's because E.J. is quite the big running back. Anytime he's running the ball, you have to make sure that you get lower to him because he's going to try to run you over for sure. So second and long here for the Pioneers. The crowd really getting into it. They have it on the Bishop Foley. 45 and whistles come in it's a false start costly penalty there for Gabriel Richard one thing I'm noticing about the defense if you look at the defense right now the furthest man off the ball is maybe about seven yards in a typical defense it's more about 10 9 to 10 yards so if you notice they're honoring this running game so much because the running game is so integral to everything they're doing so they're honoring it so much and they're bringing everybody in the box the furthest man off the ball is maybe seven yards so they're not even believing in a pass anymore because obviously you see rgr is not gonna throw the ball well we'll see what they do here it's second down and back to being second and 17 Resetting the clock here. As you see, Costanza is the only deep safety. So he's playing more of the free safety while the other safety is playing in the box as a strong. So let's see what the Pioneers do here on second down and long. They run it. It's E.J. Bennett. He sheds a tackle. He breaks it the other way. And he's going to be brought down across midfield. It's going to be third down and long. We might not get that third down play until the start of the fourth quarter. Under 30 seconds to play until the end of the third quarter. There's a man down for Bishop Foley, which actually is going to stop the clock. So the clock stops at 20 seconds. There's a Bishop Foley venture down. Good to see... Is it, it might be Adam Kidder. So both teams take a knee here as we have the injury on the field. 21-20 is our score with just 20 seconds to play here in this third quarter. As Kidder's down the way they're training. Maybe a cramp. I think that's what it is as I see he's raising the leg. Of Kidder. Yeah, it's definitely what it is. He's getting himself back up to his feet. So that's a good sign to see. It's going to be third down and long here for Gabriel Richard, but we might not get that play until the start of the fourth quarter. Be a big third down coming up. It's third and long. And depending what you do on third down, you know, this, this could be, it's probably four down territory depending where you get to. Unless if you want to try to pin them deep and hope you can get the football back with a chance to go on what could end up being a game-winning drive. Kidder's going to come off the field here. Clock's going to roll. Let's see what the Pioneers do. They're lined up like they may take a snap. They slide a man in motion. And they do take a snap. It's a screen pass. It's caught by Antonio Sobush. He's up across the 45-yard line, but there's a flag down. I think this is coming back. I think that's going to be on Tyler 
Morehouse, I think he was on a holding call right there as he was trying to block for the receiver catching the ball. Interesting decision here if you're Bishop Foley because it's going to bring up fourth down and 11 from the 44-yard line. They will decline it. So it brings up fourth down and 11. Clock is at zero, so... We'll see what the Pioneers decide to do when we come back for the fourth quarter play. We've got a good one here in Madison Heights. 21-20 is the Bishop Foley lead as we head to the fourth quarter of play. We'll be back for that here on the Patriot. CHSL football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student Connection. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. Last month, an absolute landslide of you made the switch to Pure Talk. You were chained to overpriced unlimited plans from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, then finally decided to make the switch because you know that Pure Talk saves the average family, get this, it's the truth, over $800 a year without having to sacrifice coverage. So this is what I think you should do and do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigabytes of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Experience why Pure Talk is the highest-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, why they're the preferred wireless partner of AMAC. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Well, we're back here at Bishop Foley. 11-51 and 51 to play in the fourth quarter as we just had the punt from the Pioneers. They elected to punt on fourth down and long, and it took a bounce, actually a favorable bounce for the Ventures, and the Pioneers able to get on top of it at the Bishop Foley 20-yard line. So that's where the Ventures will start. On this drive, a one-point lead with 11 and 51 to play here in the ballgame. We've got a good fourth quarter in coming here, Kadarius. It's been a great game all day long. A long drive by the Pioneers. They held possession nearly the entire third quarter. Now we're going to see what the Bishop Foley offense can do after a turnover on their last possession. 21-20. This is this quarter is probably the this is going to tell who these teams are. 21 to 20 coming into the fourth quarter. This is going to be a great quarter. No doubt about that. We have a false start here for Bishop Foley before they take their first snap of this possession. Moves them back to the 15-yard line. So first and 15 for the Ventures. It's a handoff up the middle. Gus Toppy. And, man, that kid just runs through the contact. Able to get about six past the original first down marker or first down line of scrimmage and that's one big thing about running backs and that's how you could tell 
the difference between a good running back, a great running back, and an average running back. The running back that keeps chugging their feet after that first contact, getting the extra two, three yards, because that matters. An extra two or three yards on every run, that matters. So second down and nine here for the Ventures. Costanza back to pass. He lofts one in the air that floats out of bounds. I think maybe him and the receiver might have been a little off kilter there. He was trying to throw like a back shoulder fade to Mike Labs. And Costanza knew that he had pressure coming and had to get rid of it. And coverage for the Pioneers was 24, Brody Torlaski, the junior. And he had pretty good coverage on that, too. So third down and eight here for the Ventures. Costanza, shotgun snap. He's rolling right. He's looking to throw. He may keep it himself. He does. He's going to be tripped up. It's going to be close to the first down marker. And I'm not sure if he got it. He may be fourth and short. Just depends where that spot comes in. Oh, they're waving the chains along. He did get that first down. And that was uh, his first run of the day, actually. He has not ran the ball very much at all. And I was kind of surprised to see him take it down there. Ventures move quickly to the line. Costanza again in the gun. It's going to be a quick pass. He overthrows his intended target. That ball is live. There's been no whistle. It's picked up by the Pioneers. Are they saying that was behind the line of scrimmage? They may just be. They do. And that's why your coaches tell you play through the whistle. Not to the whistle, but through the whistle. Everybody in the stadium thought that was an incomplete pass, but there's no whistle, and the official was all but kind of throwing her hands like, come on, somebody make a play, somebody make a play. And finally it was picked up by the Pioneers. That is a major momentum changer. GR is going to recover that nearly in the red zone. They're going to start this drive at the Bishop Foley 22-yard line. This is the best field position of the day, obviously, and they have to do something with this. They cannot let this bypass them. 10 and 43 to play here in the fourth quarter, and GR has the football back, knocking on the door of the red zone, down just a point. E.J. Bennett's the man in motion. It's a handoff to Aramis Lackey. He goes opposite of the lead blocker this time, and that works for positive yards. He's up across the 20 and down to about the 17-yard line. I like that they did that. He went away from the blocker because they know that almost every time they come out, he's going to the blocker's side. So now they switch it up, make him go away from the blocker. That was a very intelligent thing to do on this offense right now. Um, check that. Lackey got up to the 16-yard line. Second down here for the Pioneers in the red zone. Loud venture crowd, but the Pioneers traveled well also. They're energetic on that sideline. Bennett again, the man in motion, sliding left, handoff. They'll try to cut it up the middle, and the Ventures able to get right on top of it. Maybe a gain of a yard on the handoff to Joey Calhoun. And it'll bring up third down for Gabriel Richard. That play was made by Jack Hopkins. That's another tackle for him, and I've said his name a couple times today. He's been there on a couple tackles in the backfield. Man down here for the Ventures. Unable to get a read who it might be. Looks like it's number five, but he's getting back to his feet. That's Lorenzo Martinez. And in talking to Coach Barnes, I take that back. 54. Saw the five. Now I see the four. That's Ethan Connor. 
Connors back up to his feet, getting a little bit of assistance off. He was a player that was hurt maybe on that last drive. Yeah, he was limping around a bit. And he came out of the game, so maybe this is still stemming from that same injury. We have nine minutes and 45 seconds to play in the fourth quarter. Bishop Foley still clinging on to a 21-20 lead. Gabriel Richard's going to have it third down in about four, maybe five. Third and four. Right from the 15-yard line. Clock starting to wind now. Probably four down territory. Again, Bennett will slide in motion. Handoff goes to Joey Calhoun. They go opposite the lead blocker. Calhoun breaks free past the first down marker. And it's going to be first and goal for the Pioneers as he's inside the 10-yard line. Right back to killing the clock. As soon as they get back on offense, they're going to run the ball. They're going to kill the clock. And this offense has been successful, honestly, since maybe the first two drives didn't really go their way. But since then... Everything has been going their way, and they've been able to consistently run this ball. And they look just as good as Bishop Foley did in the first half. First and goal from the nine. Wisniewski with Calhoun to his left and Lackey to his right. Bennett's the man in motion. They give it to Aramis Lackey. Lackey trying to break it to the outside, and he's not able to get anywhere with it. Might have gotten a yard. And I like what the defense did there. They really strung out the run making sure that he couldn't really go outside and he was going to have to cut back. And if he would have cut back, he cut back into the whole defensive line. Lackey maybe got a half a yard there. So it's second down and goal. Long eight, short nine. However you want to go with it. The way that they've been running this ball, though, I'm not surprised if they get a first down here. Well, that first down would be the end zone. Yeah, you're right. That'd be touchdown. Let's see what Nick Wisniewski has to say about it. He gives a handoff to Joey Calhoun. The Ventures had Calhoun wrapped up, but he was able to cut it back up the middle for positive yardage. He gets down inside the five, down at the four-yard line. That's going to bring up third down and goal. I really like that run right there. He was able to break off that tackle. And like I said, they've been running with power all day. They've been running and making sure that these people don't bring them down on the first contact. So it's third down and goal from the four-yard line for Gabriel Richard. They trail 21-20 with 7-45 and to play in this football game. Calhoun will line up to the left of Wisniewski. Aramis Lackey to the right. Wisniewski on the hard count. Nearly got a jump. Now there's a flag, and I believe it's against the Ventures. It is. That's going to be half the distance. That's a big offside penalty there. Yes, that is. That's a big momentum shift right there. And they're already knocking on the door of scoring right now with the offense looking like how it is with the running game. And they've really killed the clock in this quarter, too, is now at 732. That gives them – does that give them an automatic first down? I believe so. I don't – Yes, it actually does. It's first down. That's what they've called, but is that the – one, the, the officials are talking. I think they're going to flip it back. It's still okay, third down. Third down. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't think that was an automatic first. So it's going to be third down and goal from the two-yard line. Wisniewski again to take the snap with Calhoun to his left and Lackey to his right. It's 
Calhoun on the carry, and he's met right at the line of scrimmage. The Ventures are able to get a stop. That brings up fourth down and goal and decision time here for Gabriel Richard. Like I was saying earlier, this may be the biggest play. This is the single biggest play of this game. And this right here, if Bishop Foley gets this, this is going to be the turning point of the game, I believe. Might have lost a yard on that. So fourth down and goal from the three-yard line. What did the Pioneers draw up here? Wisniewski breaks from the sideline and is headed out to the huddle. The Bishop Foley crowd is into this thing. We have 6-55 and 55 to play in the fourth quarter. Big play incoming for both of these teams. This is the biggest play of the game, and I'm, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do here. It's Calhoun and Lackey in the backfield, and we're going to have a timeout called. And it was getting loud here. It may not be that many fans, but for this to be a small school, this was getting very loud. Timeout called with 6-38 and 38 to play in the fourth quarter. We're going to step aside for just a moment. Big play coming when we get back here on the Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult and even kids treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Crunch time here at Bishop Foley. 21-20 is the lead for the home ventures, but it's Gabriel Richard with the football. It's fourth down and goal from the three-yard line as they trail 21-20. Let's see out of the timeout what the Pioneers come out with. This, This game is getting super loud. Wisniewski takes the snap. It's a handoff breaking out to the left side and into the end zone is sophomore Joey Calhoun. And for the first time tonight, the Pioneers, the road team, have the lead here at Bishop Foley. We talked on the phone last night and you told me this is going to be a close game. You said there's no chance that this is a blowout. And honestly, everything you said came true because now that they have the lead, now you put Bishop Foley in a very uncomfortable position. You ha- They have to go down and score and they only have... Six minutes is some change to go down and score because you know if you give the ball back to RGR, what they're going to do, they're going to kill the time, they're going to run the ball as they've been doing all game. Well, now the question becomes, and I think we're going to see the answer. Do you go for one, do you go for two? It's 26-21 with 6-34 and to play here in the fourth quarter, and I think you have to go for two. Yes, you do because you don't want to have Bishop Foley go down and score pretty fast. Taking the PAT, if you get it, you make it a six-point game. You force Bishop Foley to have to convert the PAT to take the lead. Here, if you don't get it, six points gives them a 27-26 lead, right? But Gabriel Richard has decided to go for it. Aramis Lackey, the single back. Wisniewski is going to roll out to his right. He's holding on to the football. He's got a throw back in the end zone, and that ball is caught. Wow, what a play. That might be the first completed pass today, Kadarius. 
as that is in the back of the end zone, caught by the Pioneers, still trying to see who made that catch. 10, Tyler Morehouse on the reception. 28 to 21 with 6 and 34 to play here in the fourth quarter. And man, oh man, it's gotten good. And man, we have a game here at Bishop Foley. We have a good game. And now this game is separated by seven points. We're going to see what this is all about, and we're going to see what this team, Bishop Foley, is about being 5-0 and coming into this game. We're going to definitely see what this team has. Sorry, they didn't get that two-point conversion, I don't believe. Well, yeah, they haven't added to the scoreboard. It looked like he got it based on the reaction down on the field. We're looking for clarification here. They're still checking on this. Right now, Gabriel Richard's going to kick off. Now they've added the two points. 28-21, officially the score. Kickoff here from Lucas Kahn's is going to roll out of bounds. So Bishop Foley's going to start with the football at their own 40-yard line. Let's see what this offense can come out here and do. We know what the basis of their offense is. They want to get out to those screens. They want to get out to those very quick plays. They don't want to give... RGR a chance to pass rush. What coaches say, this is where legends are made in these type of moments. And check that. It's actually the 35-yard line. Nope. 40-yard line. I thought I was right. Then they're back at the 35. It is the 40-yard line. That's where we're starting with the football here for Bishop Foley. 6-34 and 34 to play. The road team, for the first time tonight, has a lead. It's 28-21 in favor of the Pioneers. Costanza, empty backfield, takes a shotgun snap. It's a quick screen to Adam Kidder. We saw this early in the game. He shakes through one tackle, and he's going to be brought down after a first down across midfield and into GR territory at the 47-yard line. Not the big play we saw early in this game, but still good for 12-13 yards. And uh, Bishop Foley, first down, one play, one first down. Like I said, this defense has to be very aware. They came up the field. If you don't get touched as a defensive lineman, you have to know that that's not a good thing to do. Costanza rolling left, passes caught on the sideline. It's another first down as he's up across the 35 and down about the 32-yard line. Bishop Foley wasting no time moving this football. And it looks like we may have a timeout on the field. If Bishop Foley scores too early, though, you have to understand that this offense has been running the ball fairly well, so you know that they're going to kill the clock. So you have to fully decide that with Bishop Foley being, if you do go out on a score, how much time do you really want to leave on a clock? Right. Well, you, you know, there's another way to look at this, too, right? You have to go with the flow of your offense. Bishop Foley's offense is designed to go up-tempo, move quick, hit those quick hitters, and go. If you take yourself out of that rhythm – it, it might be hard to generate points. In the ultimate goals, you've got to generate the points and then put some pressure on your defense to get a stop at this point in the game because you could take all the time you want. If you don't put seven on the board, Gabriel Richard's going to get the football back with the lead. So um, 
yes, you're right. If you score too early, you might give GR time to drive, but at the same time, you've got to score to give yourself a chance. Wait well, a there second. was a fumble what, what, on this. What happened snap, on this? And it looks like Richard recovered it. Everybody looks like they were unsure what's going on, but GR has recovered the bobbled snap. I didn't even see what happened on that play, really. Coach Barnes is saying that they were not set. The officials are still discussing, but the GR offense has taken the field. But Bishop Foley's offense has not left the field just yet. But they're moving the chains. That is a first down going the other way. Gabriel Richard gets the football back with 6.07 to play in this one. Wow! This has been just a crazy second half. You have the pass that was actually a fumble. Now you have the fumbled snap. Three turnovers in the second half. That's been the difference, Kadarius. It was a clean sheet in the first half. Three turnovers here in the second half for Bishop Foley. That's allowed Gabriel Richard to come back and take this lead. It's a handoff to Joey Calhoun on first down, and he's swallowed up right at the line of scrimmage. So no gain on first down, but the clock is ticking. If I'm RGR, I'm coming up to the line. I'm not snapping the ball until about 10 seconds. Now the clock stopped. you got an injured pioneer down on the field. Looks like he's just cramping. So the clock stops at 5 and 55 to play here in the fourth quarter. We have had a thriller back and forth. And in that first half, it was 14-0 after the first quarter in favor of Bishop Foley. GR came back, put some points on the board, but Foley was able to respond after 12 unanswered from GR to make it 21-12 to at halftime. But the second half, Gabriel Richard currently outscoring the Ventures 16 to nothing. After three turnovers, and GR holds the football with 5 and 55 left in the fourth quarter. Like I said, if I'm RGR, I'm coming to the line. I'm not even thinking about snapping the ball until at least 10 seconds. I want to kill this clock. I want to make sure that Bishop Foley doesn't get a chance to get the ball back. Because even though that they got the turnover, that offense was moving, and it was very quickly at that. Well, Bishop Foley, you know, can move the ball quickly. They've hit big plays. They can move quickly. Clock is winding now after the injured player is up. 5-40 and 40 to play. Bishop Foley has all three timeouts to work with as well. So don't be surprised if they get a stop here. Maybe they use one. Handoff for the Pioneers. It's going to be just a short gain, and a timeout will be used. It's Aramis Lackey. Or, yes, Aramis Lackey was on the carry. He got about a yard, yard and a half. And that's going to be third down and long here for the Pioneers. Third and about eight, maybe nine. Timeout taken by Bishop Foley. Smart timeout taken with 5-28 and 28 to play here in this fourth quarter. One stop, and you're getting the football back. Everything comes down to this quarter. And it's all about who wants it more. And right now it looks like RGR does. Timeout on the field, both of these teams talking over third down strategy. Reminder that the Patriot has created a weekly pick'em contest. You can sign up at PatriotDetroit.com and pick the teams you think will win each week from our list of CHSL matchups. You pick the most correct games to win, weekly prizes, or a 43-inch television grand prize at the end of the season. Make your CHSL pick'em selections at PatriotDetroit.com. This is sponsored by the Student Connection. Uniquely designed for success. 
28-21, to play here in the fourth quarter between Gabriel Richard and Bishop Foley. It's the visiting Pioneers on top by seven with the football. They face a third down and nine. If they don't get it, you know they'll be punting the football back. Nick Wisniewski trotting his way out to the line. Bishop Foley crowd is into it here, putting some pressure on the Pioneers. The snap, Wisniewski looks confused. He's looking to throw. He's got a man downfield. He overthrows his intended target. Pioneers trying to catch the Ventures off guard. I think he had the protection there. I don't think he should have forced that ball out so quickly. I think he should have maybe waited until the receiver got open. I feel like he overthrew him just a tad, and he could have just waited a longer second because he had the protection. He didn't have to force it out of there. No doubt about it. Well, instead, it brings up fourth down. Clock stops at 523 to play. Here comes Drew Everingham, the sophomore, on to punt the football for Gabriel Richard. The punt is away, and it'll be returned by the Ventures. Kidder with a stiff arm. He's going to break it to the outside. There's a flag down as he's pushed out of bounds at the 38-yard line. There's a flag down at the 36-yard line. Actually, there's two flags down, one at the 36, one at the 39. Let's see what the flags come in. That was a really good stiff arm by by. Adam Kidder, wasn't it? It sure was. He's a strong kid, man. And I've coached against him in basketball. He's a strong kid. He's a hard kid to defend. And you can see on the football field, he's athletic. He can make plays. He can catch the football. He can run with the football. He's shifty. That's a tough kid to guard. There's a reason why he's got preferred walk-on opportunities. It's some big-time schools, Michigan State, Illinois, Eastern Michigan. They're moving the football back. This must be a block in the back here against the Ventures. They're going to lose some yardage on this bringing them back inside the 30 all the way down to the 26-yard line. And remember, that was also at the beginning of the season. So not to mention however many offers he'll get outside of this season. No doubt. No doubt. That's just where he's at now. Well, if you're Bishop Foley, you're down 7. 5-12 and 12 to play in the fourth quarter. You'd want a team with a lot of seniors, a lot of experienced guys who have been in this moment. That's exactly what they have. Angelo Costanza unloading on first down, looking for Adam Kidder, and the pass falls incomplete. They wanted pass interference, not going to get it. And that ball was probably 10 yards past Kidder. I don't think that's a catchable ball. It was tight coverage, but he wasn't, he wasn't even in an area close to making that catch. As you see, Angelo, he will target Kidder consistently no matter – Who's on him? If he's in double coverage, as we've seen in the first, the first drive of the playoff, I mean, of the series, of the quarters. Well, I got to tell you, Kadarius, we haven't talked about it a ton. We talked about it really early in the broadcast. Bishop Foley lost their starting running back, Jackson Zeter, in week two, tore his ACL. This offense has found a way to get comfortable without their lead running back. As Costanza has the shotgun snap, he's trying to scramble forward after good pressure from the Pioneers, and he's brought down. Does get positive yardage on second down. That's a gain of six, maybe seven. I think it's going to be six. It's going to bring up third down and four here for the Ventures. But I was at the game for Shrine, and 
Costanza, you could tell, was trying to get comfortable without Zeter being available for him in the backfield. The whole team was. They've adjusted real nicely. Costanza here on third down escapes a potential sack, and he's just going to have to throw it away as he rolled left. Good defensive coverage by the Pioneers. And now it's going to bring up fourth down, and this is an interesting decision. Fourth down and four. You're at the 33-yard line. You have no choice but to go for it right here. You've got two timeouts in four and a half minutes. I think with the way that RGR is moving the ball, especially running the ball, I think you don't have a choice but to go for it here because if you turn it over, RGR might just kill out this game They might and kill out the clock. Well, let's see what happens here. The Ventures are going for it. Costanza will line up in an empty backfield. This is a clear pass play. He's in an empty set. Has the snap. It's Kidder just coming right across the middle. Good wide receiver screen. Good call. He's going to be hit right near the line of scrimmage, but he is a tough kid. He's going to fight for the extra yards he needs. He's up across the 40-yard line down to the 42-yard line. There's a flag down, though. Let's see what the call is. This defensive line really has to understand that when you don't get touched, that obviously means there's something else coming. That is now the third time that they successfully ran that play. And they have to think and understand that play is going to get ran again and again and again. And it's because they get their best playmaker with the ball and the entire defensive line is up the field by five yards. So he's able to get that ball and continue to get upfield. Well, this penalty is going to go against the Pioneers at the end of the play. That's going to move it all the way across midfield and down to the 40, 43 yard line. That's a 15 yard penalty tacked on to the end of the play. I didn't see who it was on, but that is a big time penalty against GR and positive yards for Bishop Foley into Gabriel Richard territory. And I think this is a really scary place to see them. Plus 50 with the ball, and they're able to move it so fast. There's just over four minutes. Quick pass, Adam Kidder. He's got it up across the 35-yard line, brought down at the 34-yard line. And they haven't had an answer for these quick passes. And I think that play right there was completely a quick play. Like, they, they knew that that was only going to go there, and they wasn't looking to throw the ball anywhere else. Second down and one. Costanza going to hand it off to Gus Toppy. He's across the first down marker so the chains will move it's a good run there on second down as he's brought down at the 32 yard line he only needed he already got two so a fresh set of downs coming for the ventures he's been running the ball tough all day especially the catches he's got he's gotten this kid has been running the ball great all day three and 45 to play in the fourth quarter pioneers lead by seven bishop foley with the football and they're driving they have it at the GR 31. Costanza with the snap. He's looking deep. He's towards the end zone. Kidder goes up. Kidder makes the grab, and he's brought out of bounds inside the five-yard line, down at the two-yard line. They threw it up for their senior wide receiver. He went up and made a play, and it's first and goal with 3-34 and 34 to play. As a defensive back, you have to know it, where that ball is going. Also, with Angelo. He snaps the ball, he gets back, and he completely looks to that side of the field so you know he's only going to one receiver. As a DB, you have to understand that that's the play that's coming. 
the chains, but that was, the chains have not yet moved, and I don't see if there's a flag down or why they haven't moved. Now they're setting the chains down, and just the, the first down marker is, is traveling north towards the end zone. One thing I will say, though, is that was a pretty impressive catch by Adam Kidder there. On that back shoulder over two defenders. Now, remember, when they were in this position earlier, they threw that fade route to Kidder. And as you see, they have another defensive back sliding out to help that island of the corner. Costanza's going to take the first and goal snap. It's a uh, flag thrown in, though, and it's going to be offsides against the Pioneers. So that's going to give them another yard. It was already on the two. So make it first and goal from the one. 3-13 3-33 and 33 to play here in the fourth quarter. Do you think they run it right here? You would think so. The way Toppy's run the football today. Oh, but there's a high snap. It's back by Costanza. He dives on top of it. That's a big-time loss. That's back past the 10-yard line. That's going to make it second and goal from the 14-yard line. That is a huge, huge loss of yards for the Ventures. Definitely, and now... Your entire playbook is different than when you're on a one-yard line to now you're behind a 10. So your entire playbook changes now. So if you're the Ventures, you got two plays to find the end zone. Just over three minutes to play here in the fourth quarter. The way this offense moves the football, though, you have to imagine they're going to have a good chance at it. He stands on the shotgun, Tommy to his right. He's going to fake the handoff. He throws in the end zone, and that is a nice deflection by Nick Solbush, and they're going to throw flag. I can't believe that they just threw a P.I., on that play. That was great defense. The The corner was just over him, and he was able to hit that ball away. I, I can't understand why he just threw that as a P.I. Well, they're going to get Nick Sobush on the pass interference after a diving play to deflect the pass intended for Adam Kidder. That's going to make it half the distance to the goal. It's going to make it first and goal from the eight-yard line here for Bishop Foley. This has been a play of events, hasn't it? They get all the way up into the goal line. They get a penalty. They go up more. They get the ball over the head, and now they move up forward. So Costanza will line up in the gun, 2-56 and 56 to play fourth quarter. Still 28-21 in favor of Gabriel Richard. Costanza throws it towards Kidder. He catches it. Ball is loose. They're going to say, wow. So Costanza... Throws it to Kidder. Kidder catches it towards the end zone, but they're going to say it's a touchdown. The Pioneers thought he dropped it, and it was a fumble. Now you've got a flag coming in as well. It's a touchdown for Bishop Foley. They're a PAT away from tying this thing, unless if they decide to go for it. They are going for two, I think, here, Kadarius. They're trying to call game on their home field. As a corner... You have to understand that that's the route that's coming. You have to tell the receiver you're not going to get inside. You have to go outside and, and make him complete a jump ball or something of that sort. But as a, as a DB, you have to understand that that is the exact play coming. They weren't throwing the ball to anyone else the three previous plays. They only threw it to one person. So you have to know that that's the receiver is going to, and you have to just not allow him to be able to get inside of you. Well, Bishop Foley is down 28-27. 
they look like they're going for two. The offense is on the field after scoring that touchdown. That touchdown drive brought to you by Siena Heights University. Time to discover what the Siena effect is all about. Angelo Costanza is still on the field. Gus Toppy to his left. Adam Kidder's a lone receiver to the right. There's an unsportsmanlike penalty here against the Pioneers. That's going to move it up half the distance. So here's Costanza. It's a bobbled snap. Toppy recovers it, but he's got room. He gets into the end zone. The two-point conversion is good, and Bishop Foley leads it 29-28. Wow. That was a bobbled snap that they were able to pick up. The Pioneers had pressure. He found room on the outside, and the Ventures, they go for two and get it. They take a 29-28 lead with 2-51 to play in the fourth quarter. And, Brendan, I know you've seen my face when that Shock. just happened. That was absolutely insane. I thought for sure that that was going to be a loss of yards. He was going to get tackled almost as soon as he was bending down to get that ball. And somehow he gets that ball in the end zone. That was an amazing play, and that's what you call making plays on the go. Wow. What a play there from the Ventures. And now you got 251 left. It's 29-28. This is a big-time kickoff. If you're Bishop Foley, are you booting it deep? Are you taking a chance at a squib kick and maybe getting the possession back? You get the possession back, ball game's pretty much over. Uh, you've been living and dying by the squib kick, so I feel like that's the only way to go. You can't you can't consider to kick it deep now. Well, they've kicked it deep a couple times, and remember, the Pioneers have dropped both. They've been, now they've recovered both, but both have went through the hands and they've played off the turf. Incoming kickoff here is huge. 29-28 in favor of the home Bishop Foley Ventures. 2.51 to play in the fourth quarter. And it's a squib kick away. And the Pioneers are on top of it. Covered by Braden Logsdon. He waited patiently for that. It got a little nerve-wracking if you're Gabriel Richard. The Ventures thought they may be able to scoop it up. But Logsdon falls on top of it. He took a tough hit as he kind of limps off the field. But Gabriel Richard... It's going to have the football, 2 minutes, 50 seconds. So it's a little more than the 2-minute drill. You've got to go, you get the ball, what, at the 30-yard line or the 29-yard line? Realistically, you've got to get this ball inside, in the red zone, probably inside the 10 if you want to have a chance at a legit field goal with comfortability. This is the single biggest play probably of the season for them, especially coming against such a good team. Big play day here. We've had a big play day. Wisniewski takes the snap, and it's a handoff to Joey Calhoun. Now we've got a whistle and a false start. False start. It's going to move the Pioneers back five. That right there is big on everything in this game moving them back to now the 24 they have a lot of field to go and this team has not been very successful throwing the ball today clock is stopped at 248 it's first and 15 here for the pioneers
E.J. Bennett's the man in motion for the Pioneers. Wisniewski has the snap. He hands it off. It's Aramis Lackey. Lackey's going to power his way up to the 30-yard line. And will make it second down and nine to go here for the Pioneers. Clock winds at two minutes and 30 seconds to play. You don't have to rush, but you've got to play with a little bit of urgency here if you're Gabriel Richard. Having three timeouts is really helpful, though. I think they only have two. I know it says three on the board, but they did take one early, so I think they only have two left. They have to be very careful here then because we know that they're going to try to run the ball, and that all that does is take more time off of that clock. Wisniewski fakes the handoff to Calhoun. He's throwing a fade route up for Drew Everingham. Everingham goes up, almost had it, goes through his hands. And I do see number five of Bishop Foley here getting all hype, but I'll be honest, I think that he just dropped that ball. I don't think I don't think that he had anything to do with that. I think that just went right through the receiver's hands. Now it's decision time. Third down and nine. Here for the Pioneers. Once again, I I guess I'm gonna keep saying this. This is now the biggest play of the game once again. Two minutes and a second left here in quarter number four. Bishop Foley leads by one. It's a big third down here for Gabriel Richard. Wisniewski will line up with Aramis Lackey to his left in the backfield. To his right, excuse me. Two receivers line up. Bunched on the near side, split on the far side. Pressure comes from Bishop Foley. Wisniewski, pressure comes in. The ball's knocked out of his hands. It's picked up by the Ventures. And let's see here. They call, yes, they do have it. The Pioneers were fighting for possession. And Bishop Foley has recovered that football at about the 30-yard line. In a name that I've called a couple times today, Jack. Hopkins, he maybe just made the biggest play of the season, forcing that fumble for them to pick it up and it's going back the other way. So Bishop Foley will take over possession with a minute, 54 seconds left. They have it at the Gabriel Richard 30-yard line, and that may just seal it here in Madison Heights. I think it may because this offense has been very in sync the entire game, and I don't think that that changes right here. Wow. Turnovers have been the key. Turnovers have been the key both ways. Bishop Foley had three of them that allowed the Pioneers back in. The Pioneers with a big one there that takes away their chance at driving down the field and winning this football game. One minute, 54 seconds to play. The Pioneers have two timeouts to work with. But I think Bishop Foley, especially if they get a first down, can... Wind this thing to the finish. Yeah, like you said, if they get a first down, I think that's probably going to be pretty close to the end of the game. But wild things have happened in this one. It's not over yet. The snap to Costanza. He's going to throw a screen pass out to Molesky. And he's going to be brought down inbounds after a gain of five, maybe six. That was really smart of him not to get tackled out of bounds. He made an extra effort to keep himself inbound so that clock can keep running. Second down, six to go.
Costanza inching his way up towards the line, barking out some orders for his ventures. Letting as much time run off the clock as possible. It's down to a minute ten. You took the words out of our mouth. I was going to say, if I'm Bishop Foley, I'm probably not snapping a ball to maybe about five seconds remaining on a play clock. There's absolutely no reason to snap the ball early. Costanza does get set, takes the snap. It's a run that's going to be stuffed by the Pioneers. You got a timeout taken here by GR. 50 seconds left, and I think GR has one more timeout. So if you get a stop on third down, then Bishop Foley's got to make a decision. Are they trying to kick a field goal? Are they going for it on fourth down? It's like the Lions last week. What do you do? Do you go for it on fourth down? Do you try the field goal? Is this in range? I think it's probably four down territory if you're Bishop Foley trying to just seal this thing. And I think that's always an interesting question of do you go for it on fourth down, especially in a, a predicament like this where you have the lead. It's less. It's not a lot of time on the clock, but do you trust your kicker enough, especially at the high school level, to make a field goal like that? I think you're trying to seal it. I think this is four down territory if you're Bishop Foley. It's third down right now. About six yards to go to secure a victory here on their home field. It's homecoming, plenty of alumni in attendance, a packed house, standing room only. Unveiled a new logo at halftime. And they're first down away from getting a hard-earned victory. Costanza takes the snap, gives the handoff. Gus Toppy, he breaks it out left side. He's got that first down. This- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 